Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I gotta tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get a check out with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents, and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com. PCAWellness.com. And tell them Ficky Fig sent you. So you qualify. Like a week away, man. The king is back next week. Legacy's on the line. Legacy on the line. I know, man. Could go from top five to not mention at all. Trash the moment it come out. Oh, Drake fans number one. Let's go. The boogeyman, Kendrick Lamar, he dropping next week. That podcast is going to be crazy. Oh yeah. The last time we react to a Kendrick Lamar project, Jules was a permanent <laughs> co-host on yeah. the show. We might need to hit her up for the review on that. Everybody go respect the shooter, but the one in front of the gun. 
shit is like 10 years old, ain't it? Perfect place for shaving. That's just it's out there, man. That's crazy. It's gonna be a crazy podcast next week. Happy Friday, happy Saturday, happy weekend. Shout out to everybody out there. Kendra Lamar, he'll be here next week, man. Friday the 13th. Do you think that was well planned that? Have his album released on Friday the 13th to try to scare everybody? Uh, I mean, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a cool thing to do, I guess. Um, like a 222-22 thing with Kanye. What happened to and, that project, man? We ain't heard nothing. <laughs> that dawned it too. Really, it's crazy how that actually came out. And yeah. since the platform it came on was so shitty, we yeah. never even talked about it. Yeah. So it's like it almost didn't even happen. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm not even like pressured for it. I'm, I'm me neither. I, I don't even care at this point. Last I heard, it sounded very unfinished and rushed, and I don't know if he was still working on it. But I was like, I, I was good. I was good on it. But yeah. yes, Kendrick Lamar and James Harden have something in common. <laughs> Both their legacies are aligned. <laughs> this week, yeah. we will find out. <laughs> Where they stand in the uh, annals of the greatest rapper slash ball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kendrick yeah. Lamar done took about five years off since his yeah. last album. Do we still got it? Will he deliver? Yeah. James Harden, former MVP, on his third team in three years. Will he get swept out the playoffs? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they they not know. they not Legacy's looking good. Lie, man. Yeah, they're not looking good at all, man. Yeah. And, um, yeah. With Kendrick Lamar, man, um, it was rumors that it might be a double diss. I've heard that, too. So I've heard that, that, too. That would be really interesting if it was a double diss. Actually, I, I would be less enthusiastic if it was a double disc. Really? Because, yeah, because it's one thing for, like, the Migos to put a double disc out or future to put an album that's like two discs long, but Kendrick, I think he's supposed to be more, I don't know, like uh, his, his art has to be more compact. I feel like only the best of the best can be on a Kendrick album. If he doesn't like, if you really think about it, how many good double disc albums have there been in hip hop history? Not all eyes on me. Kind of. Yeah, blueprint too. Yeah, no. But, no, no, no. I'm just I'm just naming the double discs. Oh, oh yeah, you're but, naming yeah, yeah, I'm talking about good ones. But yeah, yeah there's but, been plenty if, of, of double you, discs. But if you look at the artists uh of that caliber, it seems like they have to put out a double disc to kind of, it's, it's kind of like a criteria, uh, uh unwritten criteria of greatest yeah. hip hop people. Because some of the people that we argue that is the greatest has some type of double diss. So, you know, you mentioned Tupac. Uh, I don't know if you want to count Biggie. The um th- that double diss, I think. Um Yeah, Drake wasn't Scorpion Dr- double diss. Yeah, Drake, that was a double diss. Jay Z had a double diss. It was a couple yeah. people that feel like, you know, 
in my career, I got to have a double disc type thing. So maybe mm. I wonder if th- if this has to do with it or he just want to put out <laughs> uh, two. I mean, it's been so long. I'm sure he has a double disc worth of album material. Yeah. But knowing him, it would be some funky shit like uh, Speaker Box Love Below where he got yeah. one that's rapping and one that's going to be like jazz. Yeah. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see. So what, we'll see. What, like would make, I, what would make you satisfied uh, with this double disc? Like the length of it or like let's say he do do a double disc and it's like maybe nine tracks on both albums or something like that where it's not that long in length but it's two sides pretty much uh, I, like yeah. I, I want at the end of the day I just want good music so as long mm-hmm. as it's good I'll be happy but like I said it's been like five years man like we, we need he needs to drop something that's gonna be un, like unquestionably good yeah you know we we put him up there with the goats he got to deliver he's had too much time he, he's like ben simmons now you know you ain't had a whole season off <laughs> still doing tours still getting paid it's time to deliver and like me personally i think everybody has their favorite kendrick album i think damn was his best work personally mm-hmm. And I want to have something at least, you know, close to that quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see, man. Yeah. I, I, expectations are high because it's been so long since his last album. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think that's probably the uh, closest he can get. You know, um, that that's probably the best he can get, I would say, is damn. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Good Kid, Mad City, that's a little too far back. And he grew a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the other album, I always call the other album the Kunta album. <laughs> the Kunta, yeah, it's uh, uh, to pimp a butterfly, to pimp a right. butterfly, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a little too far left, where mm-hmm. you know that's that's only a one time thing. And um, damn, I think damn was like the perfect album, where it's current and yeah. it's still kind of Kendrick, it's not too far left, it's not too pop. Is some of everything, so uh, I don't see him going far left in this one. I hope not. the The name of the album is a little interesting, Mister yeah. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah. So, so I hope it ain't no fucking Temptations. <laughs> that, yeah, that shit. sounds like a Motown knockoff <laughs> group or something. Yes. Yes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Melvin in the Blue Notes. Yeah. And, uh, this. <laughs> I'm Mr. Morale, and these are the Big Steppers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I did see there was a, uh, I forget his name now. I wish I could have remembered, but it was a pretty famous jazz musician who had worked with Kendrick in the past who said recently he's not going to work with any more rappers. Mm. So I, I, I'm not saying that means that it's not going to be jazz influence because, of course, you still have like Robert ja- uh, Robert Glasper. You still got Thundercat. You saw yeah. people he's worked with before who could definitely do something for him. But I thought that was kind of telling, you know, maybe I don't know if that was in reference to Kendrick or something mm-hmm. else. But interesting, interesting yeah. to, to think about. But Yeah, I'm kind of curious. It seemed like so this is 
Kendrick Lamar's last album on TDE. Yes. And um, and to my knowledge, this thing like this is the first time that I guess uh, uh artist and a label is ended on very good terms because it seemed like everybody is good with the you know separation I guess or mm-hmm. him leaving. It's not like messy where you know we we often see messy breakups where yeah. artists um, put out some trash album just to get out the deal and all this other stuff. It seemed like they both are in a really good place. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kendrick put his all into this project right here to end on a high note. Now, if if it was like a messy breakup where he wasn't happy and, you know, other people wasn't happy, it that would have caused a lot of concern for me because at mm-hmm. this point it's like, you know, is he doing what Meg did, try to throw out a little project to call it an album to get out and all this other stuff? But I don't get this type of vibe with with this. And so I can see him, you know, saying, hey, let's give out a double disc and let's put our all into this last TDE project. It's been a good run and, you know, we still good. But, you know, I kind of want to, you know, step out and, you know, do my own thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, he'll definitely put his best foot forward. Um, cause that's just who he is and what he's going to do. Like he's, he's never taken any albums off so far, you know? And, um, and yeah, man, like, you know, he's going to, he's going to do the best he can as, as he can right now, but just the expectations of such a long layoff, plus the fact that, you know, all these important events happen and you were nowhere to be found to give any kind of not, not saying we need Kendrick to, give his take on the George Floyd situation. Like yeah. we don't need do that. But COVID, Kendrick. <laughs> exactly. But like all this stuff has happened. And like one of the more prominent voices in hip hop was a ghost, you know? Yeah. And so now uh, the expectations, like, is he going to address everything that's going on in the nation? And you know, a lot has happened since 2018. Mm-hmm. We're really kind of in a completely different country now. Yeah. So, like what will he have to say like what will the music be like just there's a whole lot of expectations i don't think he's ever had an album this anticipated yeah you know damn was really a surprise i don't i think that was actually like a complete surprise when he dropped that nobody knew it was coming it just kind of came yeah i think to be honest because uh i'm trying to think what was uh his last project was what 2014 maybe um before damn the, uh, oh, the butterfly. Uh, I want to yeah, something around there. Yeah, it wasn't that far off from damn. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, and then he had the Black Panther album too. In between yeah. all that, so yeah. yeah. So when he dropped, yeah, when he dropped damn, I remember the album cover dropping first, and I want to say it was maybe a couple days before it dropped, where yeah. people was laughing at the album cover. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like this fucking uh, Microsoft Word font and all this. And, um, you know, the album was pretty good. But um, this, like I said, this has been a long layoff. <laughs> so, you know, a lot has happened. It's a lot of new cats in the game where it's like, damn, do Kendrick still got it? <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the hip-hop changed a lot since 2018. <laughs> and so we want to know how Kendrick going to sound. 
And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like that Rihanna effect. Rihanna released a great album. Yeah. And now it's kind of like I'm I'm me personally, I'm curious how Rihanna will sound in 2022. Yeah, me like, too. Like, is she on a stick with what she been doing? Is it straight pop or is she going to try to do some, you know, what everybody else is doing now? So I'm kind of, you know, it's, it's, I think Kendrick kind of got that that feel of what he going to do, what he going to sound like. Yeah, I agree. Um, but we will see. We will give you our verdict. Um, tune in tomorrow. Tune yeah. in next are, week. Are you? So oh, we gotta do WWF promo now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say. Are you surprised he didn't drop a single? Uh, like we don't know. We don't have a clue what this shit gonna sound like, man. I, I mean, like I, at if least, you don't count least, the Baby Keem stuff, which I, I guess you really can't because that's yeah, that was Baby Keem shit. shit. Yeah, but. Yeah, am I surprised? At, 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 um, least, at least with Damn, you had you know, um, what's the one song? Um, Be humble. <laughs> you yeah, had, you had that, so you kind of like okay, you know, it's a little trappy, a little bit. So, um, yeah, I have no clue what <laughs> what this album gonna sound like. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. I'm more surprised that he didn't drop anything in the lead up to or directly after the Super Bowl performance. Yeah, me too. Because that was really when the iron was the most hot. Everybody yeah. had their stream numbers go up after mm-hmm. that show, who was involved in it. Yeah. And you would think that would be the perfect time to drop something new. Yeah. Maybe even preview it at the show. Mm-hmm. But we ain't get anything, man. So that's really what I'm more surprised by. He had the biggest platform in the world and didn't use it to put any new music out. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's Kendra. Kendra's just a different dude, man. He, he marched to the beat of his own drum. He gonna do things the way he wants to do it. So I don't think the traditional rules really apply to him at this point in his career. So we'll see. Excites, exciting stuff to see. I can't wait to hear the new album and 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 call him washed if we have to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, nah, very excited. Y'all make sure y'all tune in. Next week on SummerSlam, we, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to review the new Kendrick Lamar album. We, we definitely going to give our honest take on it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Always good that the, uh, the music is starting to pick up this time of year. It's been about time. Pusha T came out. Future came out. The new Black Star album finally came out. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But a good time for music. We didn't even introduce the podcast yet, did we? No, we didn't. No. We got we got to do that first, man. Yeah. Y'all know what y'all we, listening to. We Jay 20 Prince. minutes in. <laughs> I know. We, we, we was getting into the Kendrick conversation, man. Yeah. Jay Prince, let him know. Let him know. Let him know. So you qualified. Yeah, you qualified. You qualified. and juice. Yeah. <laughs> we back at it. Another exciting edition of the Gems and Juice podcast. Me and my boy Figgy holding it down as usual. Figgy, how you been, bro? I know it's been very busy around the station. You got the draft. I saw you uh canoodling with the uh the owner of the Texans, Cal McNair, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Denise. So yeah. how, how how you been, man? I see you out and about. How you been, bro? Man, I've been pretty good, man. It was it was funny running to Cal McNair like that. And uh the crazy part is um he actually knew who I was. He he never seen me in person. I never met him in person. Mm-hmm. But when I told him who I was, I said, hey, I'm Figgy Fig. I work for Sports Radio 610. And he was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Him, his wife, Hannah. 
um, and the um, it was another girl that was with her, which was Hannah's twin sister. Mm-hmm. And um, they all was like, "Oh my God, are you serious? Wow!" Like, oh, they was just like so happy to see me. I'm like, "Damn, that's crazy!" And he he told me I sound a lot taller on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> see, you, you, hey man, the, the the billionaire knows who you are, dog. So it's time to start calling in favors, man. I know, man. We we actually had a <laughs> nice name is hot in these streets, Biggie. Yeah, we actually had a nice little talk too. He was um he was super cool. He was. He he kept man, I kid you not. He asked me like three times, like, so how you feel about the draft? How you feel about the draft? <laughs> and it was it was it was one of those, um, you know, when somebody asks a question and they, you know, they know the answer. They know what the answer gonna be. Like they already mm-hmm. got in their mind, like, this draft is badass, so how you feel about the draft? Like he I could tell he was super excited. Hannah was super excited. They was um they were speaking highly of um the GM Nick Casario and how focused he was during the draft. And um I could tell they were super impressed by it, man. So yeah, I, I was I told them the vibes around here was pretty good, man. The vibe uh, you know. We we had a rough couple years, man. <laughs> so um last week when they had the draft, that was probably like the first time where everybody was super positive. Even even Larry and Stafford was actually positive. Mm-hmm. He was at, he actually had nothing bad to say. So, you know, um, I was just telling them how, you know, positive everyone was. The draft party was good. And they considering having it there again. It was at um, Herman Memorial Park, the Miller Outdoor Stadium. Or not stadium, but Miller Outdoor Theater. Theater, yeah. And, um, yeah, so they was really excited. And um, man, that kind of made my week. To be honest, man, I'm like, damn, he actually knew who I was. That's that's crazy. <laughs> so I seen him a couple times again throughout the night, and he was just kind of gave me that point, like, my man. So I'm like, my dog, my dog. So now I I I would never say a bad thing about Calvin there, man. Look, man, <laughs> that's my dog. Look, nah, for I'm a friend of the show. Got to get on the podcast <laughs> for, one day, man. For real. See? Link him up, link him up. Cause look, man. You you can criticize all the stuff in the past all you want. Most of that shit I put on Bill O'Brien, yeah. you know, because he was a coach and GM. He's yeah. one who really fucked this team up. But look, man, what they've done making Lovey Smith the head coach have this you know super black coaching staff right now. Yeah. You got people who want to work. You got yeah. people who are excited to be here. Like it's hard to not be excited about this upcoming NFL season if you're a Texans fan, man. Are they gonna be a good team? Yeah, but yeah. they they gonna be they they're trending up in the right direction. It seems like man, yeah, they're, they're doing good things for the fans now. That that Miller Outdoor Theater thing was dope. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah. it seems like things are trending up. It's hard to not buy in at this point. Yeah, and the one thing I do respect about Cal is he's not one of those owners because we've seen a lot of owners that like to put their hand in in, in everything and try to control mm-hmm. everything. You could tell he just wants somebody he can trust and somebody that can take care of everything. He will sit back. Yeah. He will he will pay for this. He will pay for that. He just wants somebody like a Nick Casario who will, you know, run this team, get the right players in, and be a successful team. He not trying, you know, he ain't, he ain't like, a, you know, Jerry Jones or something that's, that got to have yeah, say-so. all up in the videos. Yeah, yeah I know. he ain't trying to write down a mock draft and all this other stuff. 
If he mm-hmm. could find somebody he could trust that can make good decisions and all that stuff, bring in the right people, I think he he cool. And, and you know, I kind of respect that about that because just because you're the owner, don't mean you got to be all up in the, like I say, all up in the video, all mm-hmm. you know, trying to you know make all the decisions on players, trying to scout and all this other stuff. Look, if if I got a guy under me and he said, "Hey, this guy's good," bring look, I trust you. Bring him in, and that's that's what he's doing. I I fuck with Kyle for that, man. <laughs> look, if you're a player and you don't want the owner all up in the videos, kneeling, <laughs> coming to Houston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> shout man, look! Shout out to Calvin there and Hannah. They they were so cool, man. It was yeah. cool. I, I man, I'm like man, y'all got to invite me up to the suite one day. Yeah, <laughs> have a yeah, man, get, get yeah, in have with a the drink or something, shakers, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rub them elbows, bro. Do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Look, we and casually bring up we need sponsorship on the podcast. You know. Yeah. <laughs> feel, feel, feel free to hop on. We could talk some. Yeah. We yeah. could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, nah, we yeah, we, I love to have a uh, Cal McNair on yeah, the podcast. We, look, we wasn't even talking about the damn Texans, man. Like, I we ain't, yeah, about, we ain't yeah. about to grill you on no damn Jackies to be. Nah, we ain't about to nah. talk about no other bullshit. We we gonna look, we gonna have some fun, man. Yeah, we can kick it. We can kick it. Kick yeah. It. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, good to, good to hear. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's been exciting, exciting a few weeks with the draft for the Houston Texans. So hopefully. That will translate into a, a decent season. Hopefully, I'm not getting my hopes up too high because, like, is re- yeah. realistically, it's, it's still a few years away, yeah. most likely. But it, it, it's, it's good to be it's better finally than last past year. all the bullshit right now. It, it, yeah, it's better than last year, man. Because it's look, it's y- y'all never really been through this like a real rebuild, but. Mm-hmm. It's still some type of light at the tunnel when you got a lot of young rookies coming in, yeah. like high high end rookies coming in. Where even if they win two games, you could still be like, "Oh yeah, this dude gonna be a beast." But you know, we need you know more pieces type thing. So at least you got some stuff to look at. You got reason to go to the to the game and all that. So it's not like some old ass people that don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. disgruntled asking to leave. Getting yeah. upset with people, yeah, we had enough of that, man. We ready, we're, we're ready for people who want to be in Houston to be in Houston, dog. Yeah. No, 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 no offense to friends of the show, Charles Amanda, who still got love for that man, still yeah. got love for everybody who done did the podcast, and <laughs> and it's cool with us. But yeah. look, man, we rolling with the rookies, we rolling with the new team, yeah. and same with the Rockets too. We got exciting yeah. core over there, so mm-hmm. by yeah, Lonnie man. Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that 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 dramatic ass Twitter post he did, man. Come on, dog. <laughs> he had to break his own news about leaving the team. Yeah, <laughs> dog. I was so man. I I usually don't talk about players like that, but yeah. At that point, I was just like, dog, you not even know all that. <laughs> you ain't even all that good right now, man. Like I think I hope he be good in Kansas City, but dog, he walking around like he. You know the number one uh, corner or something. Like he dog. was tripping. Like why did why did he have his own Facebook show? Yeah, like, what's going on that with that? Document, yeah, his own yeah docu series or some shit. Ridiculous. I, I watched that shit for like six minutes. Like I felt like it was the worst six minutes of my life. <laughs> I'm like what? The, I'm like what am I watching, man? Like what is this shit? It was 
it was a bunch of nothing. <laughs> and then, no disrespect to the kiddos, but after a while, it was a whole bunch of kids hollering and screaming and stuff. I'm just like, what am I watching? I'm like, all right, man, like, <laughs> nah, you got it. So, uh, look, man, I hope he do well, but I'm glad he gone. I don't, I don't, we don't need nobody like that messing up the vibes. Yeah, I agree. All that shit, man. Like, he, he could go somewhere else. We need some positive vibes. We got some good rookies coming in. We'll need somebody mm-hmm. that ain't even that good talking talking crazy like he, you know, he offended that they drafted a corner or some shit. So, yeah, best, best of luck to him, but, nah, he had to go, man. Yeah, look, it's about the culture, okay? You got to <laughs> yeah. find people who are fit for the culture. Yeah. And if not, you got to ship him out. Yeah, Bill O'Brien but, guy. He got to go. Yeah, he's a Bill O'Brien guy. Yeah. <laughs> Faith family football, man. You know what they say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh with that with that being our sports uh take of the week, <laughs> we will go ahead and get into the music shit, man. Um, I guess I'll start with this Black Star album. I did listen to it and I'm going to give a history lesson on why this album is actually pretty monumental. Okay. So for those who don't know who Black Star is, Black Star is Talib Kweli and formerly known as Most Deaf, Yasin Bey. <laughs> um, they kind of formed a makeshift group back in 1999. They dropped an album called We Are Black Star or something like that. Um, and it was a classic. Okay, and this is uh this is the one of the golden ages of hip hop of conscious rap, and most death was already you know becoming one of the biggest names in the game at that point. So it was Talib Kweli, very highly respected. There was a point in time where Talib was very highly respected in hip hop. Okay, yeah, it might not it might be hard to imagine in 2022. Look, I I still I still respect him, like he good in my book. But I know some of the shit he be saying, the the the, the Don Lemon interview and all that other shit. Yeah, kind of rub people the wrong way. But I, he's still good in my book musically. He's one of the casualties of too much access to an artist. Okay, <laughs> yeah. when we when there was no social media, when there was no twenty four, when there was no YouTube and shit or podcasts, Tyler Quali was a great rapper. Okay, yeah. great might be stretching it, but he was a good rapper. He was a respected rapper. Yeah. Okay. Especially during um, his time. During that time. Yes. Yeah. He has a, a, a what I would call a classic album in Reflections Eternal, you know. And he had some, he was on some, you know, friend of Kanye, helped put Kanye on. Now Kanye is trying to walk it back and act like he never liked Talib and the way he rapped. But I mean, look, he helped put uh Kanye on. And he was a very well-respected name in hip-hop. Same with Most Def, of course, you know, with his classic album. I think top five in my book of all time, Black on Both Sides. Mm. So this was like a rap super team at the time coming together, Black Star. Mm. And admittedly, I didn't hear Black Star until season one of the Chappelle show. Mm. Because they did a, I think they're one of the first artists on that season one. They did a song called What's Beef? And when I heard that, I was like, okay, I got to check these guys out. I heard the album, classic shit. I was back in 1999, 24 years ago, okay? (laughs) And ever since then, it had been a long rumor, long speculation that they were eventually going to make a sequel album to their first one. 
Mm. And every interview most Steph and Talib did, people would ask about it. They would kind of tease it. They would say it's coming. We're working on it. We're talking about it. And time would go on and on and on and on. And eventually they kind of deaded any talk about the album happening. And we all just kind of let it go. Like, okay, they Don came and went about, I, I want to say about 10 years after the fact, we kind of collectively gave up on getting another Black Star album. Fast forward to 2019. Uh, they randomly announced that they have completed a follow-up album to Black Star, a new Black Star album, completely produced by Mad Lib. Mm. And so we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I got excited. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I had no ideas was even talked about. So I'm hyped up for it. We're asking where the album is. 2019 comes and goes. 2020 comes and goes. 2021 comes and goes. No album. And then they get asked where the album is and they get upset when people ask about it. <laughs> was So I'm starting to get turned off by this now, man, because most deaf is talking like, I don't, we don't owe the audience our art or any expectations. Like they were, they were very condescending to the audience when they were doing this rollout for the album. And it was kind of clear that they were just looking for a bag. Yeah. You know, they wanted some kind of independent deal to distribute this album. It wasn't just they wanted people to hear it. So that's when I got kind of worried, man. These interviews they were doing, they were kind of talking down to the audience saying it's not about what you guys want. It's what Black Star wants. So I'm like, okay. Eh. So you don't care about the audience at this point. <laughs> Talib literally said that. He did an interview and he said it's not about what the audience wants. It's about what Black Star uh, wants. Yes, it is. <laughs> what the audience wants, That's want, what I'm man. saying. And they're acting like they were getting bugged constantly. Like, dog, we, we gave up on ever getting this album. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody thought it was coming out. Then they say it's coming out. And then we ask, where the fuck is it? And they get mad at us for asking. <laughs> so why even announce it's done? Yeah. If you're going to take three more years to release it and then get, <laughs> get yeah. mad because we asked about it. <laughs> so these things frustrated me, dog. As a fan of Most Deaf, as a fan of Black Star, as a fan of Mad Lib, I was hyped for the album. And then years of nothing and years of them talking down on us. I'm like, okay, fuck it. So then they're finally releasing the album. It was supposed to come out last month, but most deaf or Yasin Bey <laughs> didn't want to release it during Ramadan. So <laughs> we yeah. had to wait until April, <laughs> March or May <laughs> to finally get this fucking album. And yeah, uh, so, and in the way they released it too. They released it on a podcast app called Luminary. Yeah, I was. Kidding. Yeah, I was wondering because I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, nobody could, man. Yeah. Nobody could because this is on a podcast app. Like literally, the pod, the app only does podcasts. I think Dave Chappelle has a podcast on there. Talib has a podcast on there. It's a bunch of podcasts on it, but that's all it is. It's podcasts. It's not like Spotify. It's not like Apple Music. It's podcast app <laughs> subscription based. You got to pay for it. Yeah. And this was like the final frustrating thing for me because I'm like, 
if you put the album on Bandcamp, I would have paid five, ten, twelve dollars for it. Yeah. Just so the money goes directly to you yeah. and I get the album. Yeah. But I'm not gonna sign up for a fucking subscription service I'm not gonna use. Yeah. To listen to your new You're album. You're only going man. there for the album. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not gonna pay a subscription based like I have too many subscription based things already, man. I'm me, not looking to add on to it, especially not for one album. That's yeah. why I didn't get title. Yeah. Okay. Like, look, all respect to Jay Z and what they did, but I didn't want to add a subscription just listen to Jay Z music. Yeah. So, like, th- this was the final. This what kind of killed my enthusiasm. So I had to download the album. Okay. <laughs> long story short, I had to uh, for the first time in years, I had to illegally download the album yeah. to listen to it <laughs> because I was not gonna go through all this horse shit. Of trying to get listen to this album, and I was damn it, I was gonna listen to the new Black Star album. Okay, yeah, nothing was gonna stop me. <laughs> All that to say, I listened to the album, and it's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. so is it worth the subscription? <laughs> is it worth the subscription? <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking about it as I want to listen to one time or maybe a couple times, and that's it, I would say it's worth five bucks, and then just cancel it. But I mean, there's songs I want to keep in rotation, mm. but I'm not going to keep a subscription based service just to listen to it in rotation. So, no, to <laughs> me. But I mean, it's worth five bucks. I'll say that okay. much. Worth more than that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this album is, is actually good, man. Mad Lib, of course, did his thing in a production. Uh, most Def, kind of lazier flow, I will say. Kind of more monotone MF Doom type delivery mm. on this album, which, I mean, you can love it or hate it. He don't sound as energetic as he used to, mm. but lyrically, he still delivered, man. He still had, he had the flows. He had all the elements. It's just, it seemed like he was a little tired of rap at this point. Yeah, probably and so. you can hear it in his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Talib, I was surprised, man. Talib actually did his thing on this album. Mm. Okay. He did his thing on his album. He sounded good. He sounded the the bars were nice. Um, he sang a lot of stuff in it, and and yeah, he the delivery. He arguably had the best verse on a song with Black Thought and Most Deaf. Damn, I'll say that much. Like he he did his Damn. thing on his album. It, it did not sound like a cash in at all. It sounded like they actually put their heart into this album, man. I'll say that much, and I was surprised by that because I didn't know what to expect, <laughs> but. I mean, the album is actually very good. If you're, a, I, I will say this though, do not compare it to the first one. Do not compare it at all. You really can't. Mm. And if you're asking if it was worth the wait, nothing is worth a 24 year wait. Okay. Yeah. I don't care if it's a chronic three. Yeah. <laughs> nothing is worth a 24 year wait. Okay. <laughs> so. If you listen to this album, don't even listen to it with the expectations that it's going to live up to anything they've done because it's been too long. And at this point, it's just I'll just want a good music. OK, that's all I want at this point. I'm not yeah. going to say it's better or even compares to Black Star, the first album. But I mean, I thought it was very good. Uh, production was great. So be it is my favorite song so far. But Frequency with Black Star is not too far behind. It's a good album. Mm. If you're a fan of either of them or Mad Lib's beats itself, 
Um, I recommend you check it out by whatever means necessary. <laughs> if you catch my drift, <laughs> but it's a good album, man. I'll say that much. It's worth a listen. And I will definitely go ahead and say it is qualified. Qualified. Okay. I'm going to have to try to figure out how I can fucking get this album. I'll now. send you a link. I'll send okay. you a link. Okay. Yeah, I'll hook you yeah, up. Yeah, because I, 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 what, what, what was the name of the app? <laughs> uh, Luminary. Luminary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll try to see if we can get the podcast on there or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, shit, that's maybe. About, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> you, I'm sure they got some kind of huge deal from it. Yeah. Because... Like, look, nobody has that app, man. People were asking, "What the hell is Luminary?" Yeah. When they, when they were talking about this album, yeah. so I'm sure they just got it because they got a lot of money up front oh, to put it exclusively cl- on there. Yeah, clearly because we, um, when I heard they was releasing it on this app, I was just kind of like, they had to get a bag for it because yeah. anybody else would just put it on title or some or some type of Spotify exclusive or something like that. But uh, clearly, they got. A nice little bag to just have it on there, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure it'd be on everywhere probably in a couple weeks or something. Yeah, hopefully, it, it hopefully. can't it can't stay on this app. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know if they got enough money. Maybe they'll just keep it there and hope it drives more people. Because I'm sure it's it's increased subscriptions by this alone. Yeah. You know, because people who didn't know been waiting for this long. You got to hear the new Black Star album, man, if you're a fan. You have to. So yeah. it's either download it like a scumbag or go ahead and pay for the fucking overpriced podcast app. So I don't know, man. It's yeah. tough decision, <laughs> whatever you do, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, y'all check it out. I mean, look, you can support however you can. I won't judge nobody for downloading like I did. Fuck it. But if you want to get the app, there might be some good things for it. I have been wanting to listen to that Chappelle podcast and all the stuff that's on it. I might eventually try it, but I don't know, man. I just, yeah. I, it, it put a bad taste in my mouth when I saw that shit. So <laughs> that's why I didn't even bother with it. Yeah. Uh, did anything else come out uh, this week? Anything um, else? Um, uh, our uh, friend of the show, Jack Harlow. I don't know. I don't know why I call him friend of the, the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Jack Freeman. Nah, nah. Like, we, you got something new out? Nah, nah. I think he got something coming soon. So I'm gonna um, make sure y'all check his Instagram out and pre-record yeah. it. But um, Jack Harlow released the album called "Come Home." The kids miss you. So that sounds very Drakeish <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a Drake album. But um, look, man, I tried to listen to it. <laughs> it's it's not bad to me. He kind of gave me the um, Mac Miller, the uh, I guess, I guess the um, super famous, well known Mac Mac Miller vibes without the without the drug talk. I guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. So his voice, like the way he rap and his voice, kind of reminds you of you know Mac Miller. But I just can't, man. I don't know. It just. It, it don't really intrigue me a little bit. I mean, at, at all. Because it's like, I, I feel like I hear this all the time. It, it's not anything spectacular like, oh, shit. Like, he, you know, he rapping on this type of beat or that. It just, you know, it, it kind of puts you in the same. To me, it's, 
if um what's the cat name the um dude um shit I forgot oh uh logic he kind of mm-hmm. if logic would only make um like popular songs type shit if he made more radio records this is what it kind of remind me of and I don't know I just don't really I, I don't know man a lot of people hyping them up a lot I just don't you know I just don't really care for it man I'm not saying he a bad rapper I kind of put him in the Tory Lanez <laughs> lane <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah he good he talented you know the music not bad but I'm just not it's just not for me yeah, I've never heard anything of his that I liked. And look, I, I'm sure he's a good dude. He seemed like a nice guy. Um, I like the fact that he took Mabby on tour, one of my favorite rappers right now. And uh, like he's supporting that dude because that dude is super underground. But he's supporting that dude, took him on tour and shit, shot him out in his new album, apparently. So, yeah, it seems like he's a, a guy who's trying to support the culture. And yeah. I can't knock that. But, um, yeah, uh, his music is not for me. I yeah. say that much. I never felt compelled to listen to anything you put out. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> People going to say we hating because he's white. It's not because he's white. It's because he's white and corny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> remember, it's nothing wrong with being corny. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing yeah, wrong Russell with being Wilson, remember. It's nothing wrong with being corny. <laughs> nothing wrong with being a square yeah a, a, a derogatory term meant to denigrate wrong. somebody no, for having a regular job yeah, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with being a hoe you can be a hoe all you want <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with having a nine to five yeah ain't nothing wrong you with being know a- nine to five is a slur not but the black community has turned nine to five into a slur yes okay <laughs> you, you got a sense of that word when you say it on tv now yeah, nine to five ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's cr- ridiculous. Yeah, man. it's crazy how that's like a terrible term now. Like at first, yeah. was, at first it was like, oh man, nigga, you work at Mickey D's or nigga, you work at yeah. King. Now it's just straight up nine to five. Nine to five could be anything. <laughs> you could be a manager of a Chase Bank. You could be a fucking technically working nine to five. You could be a fucking lawyer, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> work nine to five. Nine to five. I can't. I can't work a nine to five. five. I can't have a nine yeah. to five, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <just> like damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, shit. would you rather that, have that, a that reminds me? What was that Cameron song where he said, "Uh, Go you to nine to five oh. office space or office pool." I can't oh, live like that. I, I need, need a loft and pool. Yeah. Some shit like that. <laughs> or uh, one of his songs, he like, go to work, go to school, get an education. For what? So I can make 30000 a year just to pay back my fucking school loans? <laughs> oh, like the, the, the classic killer season app, the of rants? Yeah. yeah. So that, that might be the funniest thing Cameron ever did. <laughs> the whole movie period, but specifically yeah. that scene is like vintage Cameron, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I gonna do? I gotta get fly. So yeah. what you got? Thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> he wasn't really going off on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. But um yeah, um yeah, check out the Jack Harlow album if you want to listen to something new. <laughs> it's not for me, <laughs> but some people might like it. Did you hear the new Bad Bunny album? Bad Bunny, yeah, no. <laughs> I he, he, he dropped a surprise album apparently yesterday. Oh wow, the uh, the Spanish rapper. 
Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Slash wrestler now. He's in WWE, too. Oh, yeah. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's doing it all. Yeah, him, Paul Rosenberg. <laughs> yeah. That's that's random as hell. I saw a clip of WrestleMania, like the pre-show, and he was on it. Yeah. Doing announcing. I'm like, what Fan. the fuck is Peter Rosenberg he is, doing? He is... Yeah, uh, yeah, he would he all over the place, man. Like he's a hip hop guy. He, I think he's still on the hip hop morning show there. Yeah, he do like some sports shit for like a ESPN's a radio show. So mm-hmm. he talks sports, and then he do the fucking wrestling shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like damn, like that's a hell of a life, man. <laughs> like, it is, and he I, still put out an album. What was it last year? Yeah. So <laughs> he's still in the studio. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, damn, man, that's a hell of a lie. I thought I was doing a lot, just shit, doing a sports show and doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. So now this motherfucker doing the uh, hip hop morning show. He doing sports in the afternoon, and he doing fucking wrestling and Monday Night Raw and shit. Yeah, yeah. F- he fighting for the hardcore championship or whatever <laughs> that was. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's running around, man. You, hey, and this new, it ain't just enough to be a uh, a morning show host no more, man. I think yeah. Charlemagne set the standard when he did everything too. You see him yeah. everywhere now. Yeah, he do it. So, yeah, he do everything. It's crazy how he started. Like, yeah, just where he started from. I mean, you might not like him, but man, like I respect the hustle, man. <laughs> he, yeah, he out here doing everything. When you get a chance, just look at like the first Breakfast Club interview. Or the video they had, and see how like you could tell they they even looked like they was kind of struggling a little bit. <laughs> like oh they yeah, just trying to find their way. Now, man, nigga, skin is clear. And <laughs> mm-hmm. They look a little the light. Bleached. They don't remember that whole thing where they yeah. said Charlemagne bleached his skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Charlemagne yeah. has completely changed too. He used to be way more out there. Dog. He, he was now re- he's like a, a mental health guru. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, and he like super political now. Like, yeah, pol- and what I mean political is he don't really he don't go in like he used to. Oh hell, he got no. he got all these relationships now. So he before he was going in so crazy where I'm like, oh my god, they gonna be his ass yeah. when they see him. But um, he's super. He, he stepped back a lot. He toned it down. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. A lot more respect for the women too. I noticed that. Yeah. That switch up came pretty quick. <laughs> and speaking of which, should we get into that now? Yeah. <laughs> Since we're talking about being respectful to women. Yeah, and we got people on to come out in the hustle. We got poor one now, man. <laughs> yeah, poor little liquor <laughs> for the OG. Uh Kevin Samuels, you know, other known, otherwise known to some black incels as daddy. Unk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get like you, Unk. <laughs> Kevin Samuels, the father to many lost black men out there. I don't want to diss the man, but I got to get some jokes in at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemy to to many uh, over 30 women with multiple kids. (laughs) (laughs) Public enemy number one on their end. And hero and savior. The most hated black man on social media. (laughs) Oh, yeah. To women, at least. To women, at least. And to men who are single and struggling, he is a hero. Uh, he is uh, uh, right up there with Malcolm X and Martin, and <laughs> is a national tragedy for them. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's the and it's the Emancipation Proclamation for some women. So <laughs> yeah, pick your side and stay there. There we go. Okay. Yeah, for our little looking. Are you women shaped like metal linebackers? <laughs> you ain't got to pour one out. I know you uh, you happy. You can hit the A gap like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Are you niggas with no jobs who stay at home all day jerking off the porn? Who ain't know why you ain't got a girlfriend? I know you're all going through a tough time right now. So, look, it's, it's going to be okay. It's, there's plenty of other podcasts. You got the Fresh and Fit podcast, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bunch of yeah. other podcasts talking down on women if you want to go there. In all seriousness, though, uh, yeah, Kevin Samuels did die, uh, passed away suddenly. Apparently, he was on top of a woman. And he had a heart. I don't oh, know. It's not funny. I didn't even know that part. <laughs> yeah, the details came out apparently. Damn. Apparently, he he was in a room, a hotel room with a woman he just met, mm. um, and had a heart attack, it seems like, clutched his chest and like fell on top of her. Mm. And then they called paramedics, tried to revive him, but he passed away. At first, it was kind of circulating as a rumor. But yeah. nobody could trust the source because it was like one of them random blogs yeah. with no you, kind of verification at all. Just said Kevin Samuels died. Yeah, it was going on for like, I want to say like six to seven hours like yeah. of the rumor. And I'm like, I don't even know what to believe. And the only thing I did see where I'm like, maybe he did that for me to even mention it to somebody was I, I think I seen somebody say a source told uh, a, a source close to Kevin's camp or something to revoke tv and i still yeah. didn't even trust that i was still like man that's still don't sound right but yeah yeah i think once i think one of his closer friends posted something confirming it that was pretty much when people knew but people were still denying it i think officially when tmz reported it and his mom came out and made a statement yeah. then it was like okay now we know but yeah it was a crazy rumor for a minute yeah. and i was wondering at first i didn't really believe it yeah, I just thought somebody because you know he was he was a He's, troll himself. Yeah, so I kind of figured somebody was just trying to troll him, but no, nah, he actually passed away at the age of fifty-seven years old. Um, if you don't know who he was, he was a controversial YouTuber. Um, I think he fashioned himself a relationship guru, one of them types, a yeah. motivational speaker kind of. Um, but he's most famous for some viral clips of when he's talking to women on the phone. And explaining yeah. to them why they can't find the man they want. Yeah, you want to you want to relive one? Yeah, <laughs> one let's go ahead. One? We got to play the greatest hits. All right, all right. <laughs> you weighed more than a man at your height. True or false? <laughs> True I'm not a lot of chubby dudes, so no, no. Oh, but but okay. How much do you weigh? Two twenty. I weigh 210 and I'm six foot four. You broke the first rule. See, you ladies don't mind breaking the rules. The men are visual. The men want women that are fit, feminine, friendly, cooperative, submissive. Y'all don't mind being the size of, I'm sorry, you're five foot eight? I'm five foot eight. You're about the size of Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders was. <laughs> you're running back size. <laughs> you can hit the A gap like a motherfucker. 
So don't come in to talk about what men should not be able to do when they got to accept uh, somebody who can run out the power eye. <laughs> I mean, I'm being sick. Look, that was the, um, that was the first clip I ever seen of him, and I lost my mind, man. Nah, like there there was a whole I want to say solid month of of all his clips going viral, and yes. everyone had me dying, man. <laughs> um, it's basically him just giving very I, I want to say very harsh crit- criticism to black women who were calling in, and and. I think the most the thing the most controversial thing he said was he basically said that women over thirty with multiple kids are like leftovers. Yeah, you know that's what really got women upset. I, and I, I, he said with kids or without kids. He might it might have not even been with kids. Okay, with women and, over thirty. Period. Th- yeah, because I seen a lot of women with no kids that was over thirty. Well, I guess I'm mac and cheese and yeah, and mashed potatoes and gravy or something. But yeah, I think it yeah. might have just been uh, just yeah. even without kids. If you're over yeah. 30, yeah. you leftovers. That that's what got a lot of women upset. And, and that was like a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what got women on the well, these men need to stop having podcasts. Podcasts are the worst thing that's happened to the black community ever. All these men talking crazy on black on um, podcasts they used to they used to uh, build houses. Now they just talk shit on podcasts about women. <laughs> Look, to be fair, women talk plenty crazy on podcasts too. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just had a viral clip go around with a woman talking about how she can't be with a man with a job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so don't it's go you can you can say these types of podcasts. I'm excluding our podcast, of course, because yeah. we're different. Yeah. But you can say these podcasts are like a blight on the community. But it's only certain types that are acting like this, man. It is only mm-hmm. certain types that are getting their reaction, as, and that's why they're doing it. But mm-hmm. I digress. Kevin Samuels did die. Um, and look, I, I will say this much. You know, regardless of how you felt about him, uh, I did see that he was trying to make men be better, too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people missed that. But that was a, kind of the core of his message, yeah. that men got to improve themselves before they look for somebody who who they want who yeah. fits their ideals you got to start with yourself first and i think that's great advice yeah you know i think that applies to everybody work on yourself first before mm-hmm. you trying to find that perfect mate for you i mean guys you probably ain't going to find a period but you work on yourself first if you want to increase the value of your significant other, that's going to be around you, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody wants to date a bum nigga or bitch or man yeah. or woman, but you, you got to start with yourself. And he did preach that a lot. Yeah. So you, you can say his criticism was unfair and harsh. And I think a lot of it was just for jokes, but it was divisive. I will admit and it sparked a lot of the gender war bullshit that we see still going on today. But I think he did have a pure message in there too. So mm-hmm. at least he was using his platform for some good. And mm-hmm. like I said, regardless of how you feel about him, he was entertaining and funny too. And I don't think he was the worst person in the world, yeah. but I can understand if you were offended, you feel a certain way. 
it is what it is. But RIP, man. Yeah. Still sad regardless. Yeah, you know, you know how we had this conversation about these relationship gurus, how I'm not really a fan of, you know, the relationship gurus. Yeah. But I did say, you know, back when we was playing his shit, um, like I at least respect him doing the research. He at least doing the research on, you know, this uh, 80% of marriages last longer. And, you know, he, you know, he is doing some research to kind of back his argument up. He not just talking out of his ass <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. he not a guy that, you know, just decided to start a Instagram page. I, I forgot the other cat name, but he ain't, he ain't that. So I kind of respect that about it, but, I was never a fan of the whole, you know, this is what you should do in a relationship type thing. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, look, man, I look, I don't, I don't understand the people praising his death, <laughs> the people that's happy he died and saying all these awful things. I mentioned this back when um, Dwayne Haskins passed. And you had mm-hmm. a couple fools out here saying, well, he wasn't a good guy and all this other bullshit. It's like, this, you know, you saying all of these bad things on the internet, it's not doing anything to him. He He's gone. He's in another place. I I look at, you know, his family, his loved ones. They're the ones have to see all of this stuff. So I just, I just never understood the purpose of sitting there saying, well, like he always used to shit on black women, so I hope he do. I hope he burn in hell. I hope I hope he do this and you know all this stuff. It's just like man, like I you know look, I respected the guy, but I I ain't gonna sit here like I was his biggest fan or nothing like that. But like this dude got family. He he still got loved ones. He still got family. At least show respect to the family, man. They had nothing to do with what he was, you know, his his opinions ain't had nothing to do with his family. So I just don't get how people could just be so... <laughs> I, I get why people can be so harsh, but I just never understood, like, what's the purpose of doing all of this? Like, what is that getting... It's not hurting his feelings at the point, at this point, so... But, um, yeah, man, recipe. I don't I don't like to see anyone lose their life this early like this. Especially, you know, especially him just being an opinionated person. <laughs> so, you know, he ain't commit no crimes or anything like that. So it's it's sad, man. Yeah, and I've always look. One thing I've learned in social media is that a lot of people will just take any chance to be evil if they can. You know, if they can get away with it, and it seem as it's seen as being okay because somebody did something before, then you can say evil things about that person, even after they died. You know, I, I saw crazy things about, you know, during COVID with the vaccine and people who didn't want it, people were saying you should just let them die in a hospital. <laughs> like crazy shit, man. Yeah. I look like really, but that's how people are. And they just want an excuse. You know, mm-hmm. I say the same thing about people I didn't like, like Rush Limbaugh died. A lot of people talk shit after yeah. he died. Mm-hmm. And look, I thought he was a piece of shit. He was racist as fuck. Yeah. But I'm not gonna spit on his grave after he died. Like, what yeah. good is it at that point, man? Yeah. Like if 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 the guy didn't murder anybody or, you know, 
do some harsh things to people, like committed crimes type thing. I don't understand why people got to be so harsh like that, man. It's ridiculous, man. Like, yeah, you have some trash takes. You can say he had, he was divisive in the community. Fair enough. But like, look, man, he wasn't Hitler. Okay. Yeah. Like people taking it a little too far, dancing on his grave. Like, fuck it. He's gone. You you can say, uh, you know, I n- didn't like what he said at all. Or you, you, you can, you can disparage the message and still not just not say some goofy shit. Like I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, it, you know, you ain't yeah. got to take it that far, but people, people just want excuse. They want to be evil on social media, man. That's what yeah. I realized. People want to be evil on social media because something in their life is missing. Yeah, that, so that's yeah. just how it like, is. Like I said, man, these people got family, man, <laughs> and they they have to see all of this stuff. The per, the person you're talking about is no longer here, so that's not doing anything to them. You doing everything to your family. I like. I like to try to put myself in, you know, that position. If I, you know, if I, let's say I was related to somebody and they committed a a bad crime or, you know, they had one bad mistake, they committed a bad crime. And, you know, that's, you know, look, I I might not agree with that crime at all, but that still kind of hurt me a little bit. Now, I mean, it hurt me just as much as the other family because it's like, damn, this was my family. And he did this. Now he, you know, he might be going away or he might end up killed if he end up killed or something like that. Like, I don't want to see, oh, I hope he burn in hell. I hope he do. That's that's kind of hurting the family. It's not hurting him. So I just don't understand the purpose of, you know, doing that. Like, it's one thing, you know, when the man was still alive and you talking all your shit and all that where he could see it and you, you know, tearing them apart. But. Like, the man is no longer here. <laughs> so, like, what's the purpose of giving all this energy to it? Like, me, I'm a big fan of, you know, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't don't say anything. Like, I don't have to, you know, you don't have to weigh in on the death. You know what I mean? Unless you have a podcast or something like that. But you don't have to give your take on how you felt about him dying or something like that. If you ain't care for somebody, just don't, don't say nothing. I ain't say nothing about Rush Limbaugh. I ain't say, oh, rest in peace, or I ain't say, I ain't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, it's cool to, it's cool to be that way, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and and another funny thing people say is is when people like Kevin Samuels die, people say it's karma. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of sense do that make, man? So so by that standard, everybody who dies tragically is a bad person. Yeah, a kid who gets cancer and dies, it must have just had bad vibes. Yeah, he might have said something about black women. That's why that kid got cancer. And, like, what the fuck kind of sense did that make? Yeah, because somebody dies. The most evil people in the world live the longest. Yeah, if you ain't noticed. Yeah, okay. Billionaires live to be 80, 90 years old, <laughs> done did all this evil shit to get their billions. And, and you calling Kevin Samuels dying karma? Yeah, for what he said about black women? Yeah, come on, man. And let's be real, it's just it's it's opinions, man. <laughs> it's opinions. You might not agree with it. I I damn sure ain't agree with a lot of shit he was saying, but that's his opinion. <laughs> so you deserve to die be, because of that. <laughs> I just yeah, I just don't get. It. It's just I don't know. I just don't have that type of hate in my heart, man. 
And, you know, I feel like people who, you know, are celebrating a, a, a man dying like this, it, they need they need some help, man. It's something in their heart that they need to figure out, man. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Like I said, I don't engage in any of the gender war bullshit on the timeline. I let yeah. it all go. I don't even chime in on nothing no more. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, all this shit's getting tired, man. I, I'm tired <laughs> of seeing black people at each other's throats especially black men and black women. Yeah. I just don't like seeing it, man. So yeah. whatever promotes unity, if it's even possible at this point, I'm all for it. Cause I'm just sick of the gender <laughs> wars, man. I've had yeah. enough. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> we got a lot of other shit going on. <laughs> the last thing we need is a damn gender war. Yeah. And that's <laughs> all we're getting, man. That's all we're getting. Uh, speaking of war, there is also a war on comedy going on. Apparently, <laughs> Because only when was the uh, Chris Rock attack? Was that last month or the month before? What month was that? January, February. Um, what month been, was that? It might have been February. I want to say it was during the uh, Oscars. Yeah. So only a few months removed from Will Smith's violent assaults <laughs> on Chris Rock at the Oscars. Um, apparently, Dave Chappelle was attacked by somebody who ran on stage and tackled him. Yeah. Um, I think they apparently found this guy was like a homeless man who had mental issues. So it wasn't like a celebrity. It wasn't, you know, anybody who specifically had a beef, a beef with Chappelle. I think it was just somebody who had some issues, but apparently he rushed Dave Chappelle, tackled him, had a gun with a knife, like a fake gun, but it had a real knife in it. Apparently, yeah. they confiscated that. I've never seen and, anything like that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And they beat his ass. You know, there's video and picture of him in the stretcher, and like his elbow was bent the Man, completely yeah. wrong way. So he he apparently that, got stomped that, out. That was an ass whooping, man. That, yeah, that that ass whooping reminded me. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Warriors. Oh yeah, where, um, twenty times. Yeah, where they um, I want to say they shot the leader. And after that, they, I guess they um, blame, I think they blame somebody. I forgot what happened, but they was pretty much stomping somebody out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they was beating somebody ass. They was just stomping them out. That That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> they yep. were just stomping this man out. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, they beat his ass, man. Um, and apparently Dave Chappelle's already joking about it. Um, I think he was at a show with Chris Rock like the next day. <laughs> and he says something like, well, at least you got beat by somebody with repute who had a reputation. You know, I got tackled by a homeless man with leaves in his hair. <laughs> and then Chris Rock came back and said, man, I got slapped by the softest nigga to ever rap. OK, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they, apparently uh, they Dave Chappelle doesn't seem too shook over it. Yeah, they were joking about it that night. Right. Because he came yeah. back on stage and. Yeah, Chris Rock said, is that Will Smith? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they was joking about it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, Dave Chappelle seems to be st- taking it in stride. Apparently, he talked to the guy at some point and mm. found out that, you know, he's he's homeless, had mental issues, and apparently his family is in some, you know, financial problems. And he was really going through it. Mm. So he wanted to bring, you know, some attention to that as well. Uh, but the bigger headline is the war on comedy, Figgy. Yeah. Okay, no comedians are safe no more, apparently. 
it is war in the streets. You know, you go to a damn Bruce Bruce show, you might get drop kick. I don't know what's gonna happen yeah. at this point. It's war the in these comedy Bruce streets. Bruce, man, I hear about Bruce Bruce <laughs> in a long time. No, Bruce Bruce is hilarious. I don't give a fuck what I, anybody says. I forgot about I saw, him, man. Do you remember the roast of Booker T? Uh, I remember that. Yeah, he was there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and he was hilarious, man. Like <laughs> he wasn't even supposed to be doing a set. Damn. I don't think he even got paid that night. He just came through to support and they put a microphone in his face and he just started talking, but it was still funny. <laughs> but uh, look, man, it's a war on comedy. Figgy, what are your takes out here? Like, what do you think comedians got to do? They got to be strapped at all times like rappers. What should they do in this war on comedy that's going on right now? They need better security. If you had the security, <laughs> what happened? all you need, you need. They should staff more security. No, I'm just playing. Who but, who's gonna protect Kevin Hart? Okay, we we need to protect Kevin Hart. Okay, what were we gonna do, Figgy? What's the plan man. here? Shoot, for comedians, they might need a special stage where it's so far away <laughs> from the crowd, <laughs> like one of those, one of those Kevin Hart stages where he like right in the middle. And the crowd is way far behind where you can't even touch the stage. You can't touch the stage at all. Maybe they need something like that. But, um, man, I think, to be honest, maybe they they need that Travis Scott type of security, man. I don't know. And it's, it's wild because a comedy show is where you kind of chill and relax a little bit. And I'm curious to see how how, how the man even got in the show. <laughs> Like how, how how did he get in with with that fucking fake gun that's that's really a knife? Because these damn shows, you man, you can't even bring your damn phone in. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of curious how he even got in with that. But um, I don't think I I don't see this type of stuff happening all the time. I do th- I do feel like people will try to do this more to try to go viral. Like maybe not at a bigger um, venue like this, but a small little improv something. Um, you know, a lower level comedian might be on stage. I could see somebody trying to go in there and try to whoop on them or something like that, um, just for the views or just for the gram. Um, but to answer your question, man, I don't even know what to do about this, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe you actually because when you go to shows, are there? It's actually security in there. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what else you should do, man. You can't just block off the whole stage with security guards. So, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's getting wild out here. Well, I guess the question is also, do you really think this is a, a, a huge ongoing problem in comedy? Because, th- I mean, Will Smith, that that was one case. But that was also a case where he felt he was defending his wife and blah, 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 whatever. This case seems to be somebody who is mentally ill. I haven't heard of any cases outside of these two. You know, I don't know if some regular comedians in some, you know, Corpus Christi or some shit like or some fucking random town are getting attacked. But do you even think it's as bad as people are saying right now? Um, I don't think it's that bad. Now I have seen some videos of um, some um, comedians that I don't even know that was attacked on stage at one point. So um, I do think it's kind of common, 
But I think it's all about the comedian, man. Like, if you that type of comedian that like to roast the crowd a little bit, then I think it's best to have a big man <laughs> right on your side just in case somebody get offended. But, mm-hmm. you know, a regular comedian who like to talk about Bob walking in the bar or something, like, you probably ain't going to offend nobody in there <laughs> enough to where they going to run up on the stage and want words. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think my, I guess my advice for comedians would be to, you know, kind of understand, you know, where your jokes could end up. And I mean, if you know you might offend somebody, you know, in the crowd or think you might, just make sure he has some extra security on, you know, close to you or close around the stage where, you know, uh, security guards could be more on high alert. Because, look, man, like, we've seen comedians roast people in the crowd, and a lot of people, you know, laughed at it. We've seen some people that wasn't too happy about it. So if you're that type of comedian, you need to let your staff know or whatever the venue is, let them know that, hey, you know, be on high alert just in case somebody run on the stage. But if it's somebody kind of not like that, then I— yeah, maybe they don't have too much to worry about. Yeah, and I'll be honest, man. I think part of the problem is the media blowing it up as well. You know, because I was joking calling it a war on comedy. I don't think there's a fucking yeah. war on comedy going on, man. <laughs> but the media is presenting it that way. These yeah. comedians are speaking out like, oh, none of us are safe now. This is cancel culture at its worst. And then these venues are coming out and saying, hey, do not touch our performers. And like they're making it a big deal and they're putting it in people's heads that this is what's going on now. It's kind of like the East Coast, West Coast beef. Yeah. Which people blew up way out of proportion into it's like a war between the (laughs) coasts. Okay, it was a few rappers have problems with each other, mainly at the same record label that had a problem with each other. And it was blown up into this huge thing. And then eventually it got to the point where rappers were just beefing just to beef yeah. because they thought it was a war going on, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was never that serious. Yeah. So and, and when you talk to them today, it's like, man, like we were just beefing because I was on the East Coast and you was from the West. Exactly. Coast. Yeah. But the media had, had kind of uh, promoted that as a beef and the same things happen happening with this war on comedy attack on comedians like it's being blown up to the point where you know somebody who might want their 15 minutes of fame might run up and slap ricky gervais or something i don't know like somebody might just want you know their their little quick shot at fame and and do it and they know they're gonna get a whole lot of run and maybe an interview and some stuff out of it Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Cloud chasing is a hell of a drug, man. You never know what's going to happen when they think they're going to get a quick come up for doing yeah. some goofy shit. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, look, comedians will be just fine, man. Like, they they need to actually focus on the fucking content, man, because that will get you that will get you in trouble more than, you know, somebody running up on stage, to be honest. So I think, look, man, I don't think. I don't think this is going to be an ongoing thing where, you know, these comedians are not safe because at the end of the day, if you in this venue, it need to be some type of security check because every time I go to something, they checking everything. (laughs) So like you, you already safe. 
<laughs> in that environment. It's not like you outside and on the corner doing comedy. Like you in a, you you pretty safe. So like I said, I don't know how that young man, the, the homeless man, got in with that weapon. Like dog, like like mm-hmm. I, like right. He, like you can't even take a cell phone in a Chappelle show. <laughs> Without getting get confiscated and put in a sleeve that deactivates it. I'm even surprised they got pushed, period. Yeah. Of the fight. That's a big ass piece of metal, man. Like, right. Like you had to have that on the hip like a real gun. <laughs> <laughs> like you ain't go through a metal detector or nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll go through a metal detector for a fucking uh high school game. <laughs> so I yeah, I don't even know how he got in with that. But um yeah, I, I agree with you, man. People kind of blowing this up like it's oh my god, like like we need to stop doing shows type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, it's, it's it's not that deep. Comedians are unsafe because you woke bastards don't know how to take a joke. Okay, <laughs> you guys don't know how to laugh at yourselves, so we're getting attacked out here, us poor yeah. comedians. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I don't think it's that and, and and to be honest, shit like that been happening for a long time. Where yeah. uh, where a fight break out or something like that, like this this ain't the first time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Look, I think the comedians would be all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, shit. We see rappers get hit. Remember, X Tentacion got like straight knocked out on stage. Somebody I just ran on that. stage and knocked yeah. him the fuck out, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like random shit like that. Is this shit has been happening? This is nothing new to hip hop. Yeah. I guess it's new to comedy. Especially yeah. big name comedians like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. But I mean, in certain yeah. areas, it's not, not really yeah. surprising I think, at all. Or I new. think this is the first time where the Will Smith thing is the first time on a national stage where, yeah, where yeah. we've seen anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So now, any little thing, because look, I, I guarantee you, you could Google or um, YouTube a bunch of fights at a comedy show where uh, the comedian and uh, uh, somebody in the audience get into it. And the man run up on stage or some shit like that. That shit happens a lot, man. But you know, it's no big deal. I think you, like I said earlier, you gotta if you that comedian and you, you know, some of your content is talking shit to the audience. You need to make sure you have a guy there just in case somebody ain't too fond of that joke and want to step to you. So um, yeah, I think that's part of it too, but. At the end of the day, I think it's it's nothing to be like worried about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, hey, anything could happen. It's still, you know, Chris Rock's still on tour, I think. Dave Chappelle's gonna still keep doing shows. So it, I mean, if we see a lot more of this, which I doubt we will, but if we see a lot more of this, then I'll say, hey, something weird's going on here. <laughs> but right now, I just think it's the media just kind of overhyping this shit. Yeah, but they kind of piggybacking we'll off the whole Will Smith thing. Exactly. It's getting yeah. clicks, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. that's all it is. But we'll see. We'll see what uh, Chris Rock's official um, response will be Yeah. Um, whenever he puts that out. So I don't know. <laughs> I, he's, I kinda, he's cracking jokes about it. So. I kind of like him talking shit about Will Smith, man. Me too. I, I, I love it. I, I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't a thing where it was like, oh, you know, that's my friend and you know mm-hmm. that type of thing. I, I like it. I, I I would keep talking more shit if I was. I know he made a political move at the Grammys or at the uh, Oscars to, you know, kind of move on. But if that was me, I would have been cracking more jokes 
If he slapped yeah. me and walked back, I'm like, damn, that's the best slap you got? <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. Like, no wonder hip-hop don't respect you. Or I would have I I kept, kept going, man. But he, I know he made a political move. Yeah, he did the smart thing. Yeah, that was smart. If, he, if he clapped back, then he would have got banned, too. Yeah, he wouldn't have been so back. So he did the smart thing. Yep. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Will Smith's the only one who really paid the price for that. So... Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's getting yep. all. I keep re, every day. I read some new project that his got canceled, and man. they're all saying it's not because of the slap. But you're sure it is, man. Like, Come why on. would they just how many Will Smith projects nowhere. got canceled before this? Yeah, why would they just cancel all of this shit out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, like that don't even make sense. Yeah, and he no, just they, won. They, and he just won an Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> they know he can't be back for no ten years. So while if you're making a a movie, you want to get an Oscar. Or, or get Oscar nominated. Why would you get Will Smith? You know he's banned, and yeah. he, your your movie will be blackballed if you put it in. If you put him in it, mm-hmm. so well, yep. what is the risk reward ratio for putting Will Smith in your movie yeah. right now? Yeah, it's not worth it to most. Yeah, people, unless so. unless it's just like I said, unless it's a Tyler Perry film where they just <laughs> to, like, hey, because uh, he he's not trying to get an Oscar. He's trying to make yeah. money. So nah, I will, I will. Nah, if Will Smith actually does a Tyler Perry movie, man, that'll be one of the funniest things that's ever happened in the world. We gotta, yes. we gotta live react to that. We gotta, we might have to do a viewing. We might, on the yeah, podcast. we might have to host a private viewing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can. You might have to uh, to do a. Uh, they have the commentary tracks on some people's podcasts where you play the podcast along with the movie. Yeah, you might have to do something like that for the <laughs> Will Smith Tyler Perry movie. Okay, yes. <laughs> we might have to actually do a whole commentary track for on real. that movie. We'll start and pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. last I heard, Will Smith was in India meditating. So, oh, so what hmm, the fuck? Maybe, is, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He's so far off the map, man. That don't even yeah. make no sense. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. Uh, you know, I ain't the 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 person that talk about black people this and we this, but I feel like he's so disconnected from black people, man. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like it's yeah, like I don't like to talk about nobody like that, but he's so di- he's so far disconnected. It's like damn, like <laughs> it don't even make no sense because now it. Like I don't even think he'd go to a Tyler Perry movie or something like that. That's how f- far away he is. Nah, <laughs> nah. He he made like his career was being racially ambiguous. You know, honestly, yeah. like he took he he's like I'm not black. I'm Will Smith. You can put me in any movie. It ain't gotta be a black movie. Yeah. Which I kind of understand. You want to be able to play anything, but I think he he made it his brand to be as inoffensive as possible. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, it's kind of all the waste. Dog, I was in the gym and Bad Boys One was on. Really? Damn. And I was yeah, and I was it's been years since I've seen Bad Boys. Not not Bad Boys. It was uh Men in Black. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Number one, Will Smith was so young in that movie, man. He had to be like in his early early twenties in that movie. This was like right after Fresh Prince. I want to say, yeah, baby oh, faced right Will Smith making the biggest blockbusters in the world. And I'm yes. like, wow, who would have thought we'd be here Yeah, over 20 years later? Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, that, it, it's crazy, man. I, that's why I kind of respect Will a little bit, like where he started. I'm a big fan of where people started, like how mm-hmm. he started with no acting experience on The Fresh Prince, and that became one of 
like a household sitcom. And now he like one of the, you know, he in the category of one of the best actors, you know, around our time type thing. It's like, damn, like this, this is a mother, this is a motherfucker with no acting experience. And he worked his way up that far, man. It's, it's crazy. And now, you know, banned from the um academy for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never know where life's going to take you, man. Yeah. Never know. Mm-hmm. Um. So, other things that happened this week. Um. Did you catch that drama with uh, Drake clapping back at that Instagram troll? Do you even want to talk about this bullshit, man? Yeah. Uh. Did, I, you, did you see any of this happen? I did. <laughs> I so did. basically, apparently, um, you know what's his name? It was a uh, John Morant's dad mm-hmm. and Del Curry. Of course, Steph Curry's dad um, took a picture together. And I think the caption on Bleacher Report was something like two strong, supportive black dads or whatever. And, you know, I I think uh, John Morant's dad had been going kind of viral. People were saying he was doing too much at the games and being a little too animated. He looked like Usher. Yeah, I I did hear him. (laughs) People said he looked like Usher. So Usher actually came to a game and they sat together. Yeah, and now it's pretty. They funny. actually broadcast that uh, that part on. I want to say one of the play. Uh, it was one of the games, and they had Usher question mark Usher question mark on both of their yeah uh, on both of them. So they was having <laughs> fun with it, <laughs> and they both had yeah. the same glasses, kind of the same outfit a little bit. So they had some fun with it. Yeah, they did. Um, and apparently. I'm trying to look for the post. Maybe it's already taken down or was on his story. But apparently, I guess uh, Drake made some comments about it. He's basically he basically was saying, like, you know, these are just two black men supporting their kid. I don't know why people are trying to tear them down and blah, 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 whatever. Support basically supporting the dads for supporting their children you know he is a father himself now mm-hmm. and he says you know if he were in that position he'd be right there on court side watching his son too and mm-hmm. getting all animated and going crazy i guess some troll like made some kind of joke about a ghostwriter yeah and drake went ahead and said i just followed your girl because she looks bored and I'm sure she could use some excitement. I'm paraphrasing. I don't, I don't want, I don't feel like looking up the exact terminology, but basically it was that. Yeah. Some troll clapped back with some corny comment about ghostwriting. And Drake said he followed that man's girl, his (laughs) wife, I think actually, because she needs some excitement in her life. (laughs) Um, so this apparently blew up. Um, he actually did follow that lady. It was proven. (laughs) And he DM'd her too. He said, I'm here for you, babe. Um, and what transpired after that was one of the corniest things I've ever seen. The man started promoing this. And, <laughs> and he like put a billion stories out addressing it. He was making memes of himself. He was uh he it was one of the most shameless clout chasing yeah. embarrassing things i've seen a man do period yeah i was, was basically I was embarrassed man yeah i was you know how you be embarrassed for somebody else like that yes. shit was embarrassing me <laughs> yes no she was making comments about it too they were doing shows 
about it. Yeah, they threw a party. They did parties about it, and they uh, like photoshopped themselves by Drake and all this stuff. And they were selling shirts, apparently, of his comments and shit. It it went insane, man. (laughs) She was quoting Drake lyrics in his thing, and it's like, I I had never seen anything that's embarrassing. (laughs) Social media is constantly embarrassing. It is. But this is one of the most embarrassing things I've seen from anybody. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody this thirsty for celebrity attention to, like, pimp his own wife out. Yeah. And make fun of the fact that Drake is trying to smash her, or at least implying he would smash her and take her to use that yeah. for clout to hype up your yeah. fucking yeah. Business, your party you're throwing. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that was embarrassing, man. He should have just took the L from the beginning. When Drake did all that, he should have just fell back, took the L, deactivated his, his page or something. I don't know. Just kept it moving. But that that is embarrassing as a man. <laughs> like, you know you know how Drake rolls. Mm-hmm. And you sitting here happy about it? <laughs> nah, man. I Look, I don't care, man. If somebody DM my old lady... Like, look, nah. Like, I don't care. I, I don't care. No, we not doing this. <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like, I I don't give a damn. <laughs> that that's crazy. And for him to go that that extra mile of it, like, it's one thing if it's like, oh shit, he really DM'd you. Like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. But you don't promote that shit as a man. <laughs> like, and I ain't the person that's like, oh, you got to be a man to do this, or a man, real man can't. Like, no, that's just embarrassing. That's a, a shoot. She should be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed at her. <laughs> like that that's just a whole corny ass Jake ass couple, man. <laughs> it really is, man. And it's really shameless and embarrassing. I was embarrassed yeah. for everybody involved. And and I'll say this too, man. It might be all fun and games right now for this guy because he's getting attention. He might be making some money off it. I think they're promoting some posts on their page too. So I think they might be making some money off of it too. It might be all good now. What's going to happen a few years from now when y'all get into an argument and she gives you that look? Yeah. Okay. Will this ever leave your mind? Let me tell you something. My mom, back in the day, way back in the day, apparently a member of the Houston Oilers made a pass at her. Mm. <laughs> and my mother brings this up to this day. <laughs> Okay, this happened more than 30 years ago, okay? Keep in mind, it was an Oilers, old school player. I don't even remember the player's name. I don't think he was even like a a, a great like player a on the team. Yeah. But he was an NFL player, and he made a pass at my mother. And she still brings that up, and my dad still gets annoyed by it. <laughs> and this is like 40 years after the fact, man. What do you think is going to happen yeah. next time they get into a fight? Yeah, You know in the back of his head, and she yeah. says, oh, I got to go out and get some air. Yeah, mm-hmm. you always gonna be thinking in the back of your head, yeah. and she always gonna be thinking in the back of her head. Yeah, what would happen if I actually made that call? Mm-hmm. Hit that DM. Yeah, it's, this is gonna fuck up their marriage, man. Honestly. Yeah, and I think, man, because all it takes if one of Drake said, "Hey, let me fly you out. <laughs> let me fly mm-hmm. you to Toronto for a date," type thing. You like at this point, I know she ain't about to turn that down. Like, is she if, 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 is she really gonna turn that down? He might be like, hell yeah, take that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, nah, man, I can't trust that now. 
because it seemed like she in on it too. Mm-hmm. And if Drake was really petty, he would be he would send her a ticket to a show, a backstage pass or some type of shit to one of his next shows. Like, no, nah, that's that, that's not a good feeling, man. That's not a good feeling. And yeah. honestly, man, Drake, I I would I'm kind of embarrassed for Drake. It's like, damn, why did he even have to do this? Now you got this corny motherfucker, these corny motherfuckers, both of them out here doing all this bullshit <laughs> and this shit looking embarrassing. So if I was Drake, I'm like, man, why the fuck that? I should have just followed the yeah. girl that I was. I, I shouldn't even follow the girl. I should have just clapped back and kept going. But I mean, I, I'm sure he he liked that. I'm like, look, he, Drake was like the only winner here. Yeah, you know, he, he was guys, having fun. Just thought he could talk shit, and then Drake had to remind him, "Hey, if I wanted to, I could probably take your girl." Yeah, remember he, that? He was having fun. He probably was tipsy, yeah. and I'm like, "Watch this! I'm about to fuck around with this dude." Yeah. So yeah, yeah he having fun with it, but all the extra bullshit, man. He this couple was doing this is probably the corniest thing I ever seen. It was ridiculous, man. It really was ridiculous. And like I said, next time they get into a fight, next time they got to split a bill. Next mm-hmm. time they got to worry about she can't get the car she wants because the note too high. Yeah. She going to give that look, that look that says Drake would have had me covered. Yeah. <laughs> and he has oh, to live man. with that now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I or, don't know. Or, man. Yeah. Or in the back. Of, yeah. All she got, if they get into it, she can say, hey, what you doing? She could DM them. Yep. And, she gonna she gonna be typing away on her phone. You like he gonna he gonna be looking now. You yeah. know, I think in general, most of us men don't give a fuck about what a woman does on her phone because we don't even have that I, enter our mind. Yeah, I but don't. once you suspect it, it never leaves your mind. Yeah, once you know something is there, mm-hmm. it's like like every time this girl pick up her phone, I'm thinking she doing something. Yeah. Suddenly she won't show me her phone no more. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm trying I'm giving her her phone. Why, she's snatching it real quick. Yeah. Why is she taking her phone fuck? to the bathroom or why is she yep. why is she taking her phone just to the kitchen and all that shit. So Yeah. Because really, if Drake took your girl, there's really nothing you could do about it. Okay. Yeah. There's you 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 can't get enough, you can't get close enough to punch him or fight him. Yeah. You, you ain't you ain't gonna buy her back. Yeah, with you ain't gonna walk into him in the Walmart or something. Yeah. So nah, you gotta take the L and live with it. So yeah, take the L know. and honestly, maybe the girl wasn't for you. I don't, it don't even matter if y'all was married. <laughs> if yep, she that had a kid. Yeah, if she if she can go to Drake that easy like that, <laughs> then it's you know that's it. Because look, me and my wife, we be talking shit all the time. She be like, Oh, I love him, blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. when push come to shove, she probably like, nah, I'm not. No, nah, I ain't trying to. I ain't leaving you. Or I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to get with him for real type of thing. But if if that if your significant other will actually leave you for that person, maybe it was a blessing in disguise, man. <laughs> and she could leave you that easy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is, is that really easy though? Like I can understand because I remember uh there was a pretty famous Twitter breakup with some girl who went to, I guess she thought she was talking to Trey songs, mm. but it was the dude disguised as Trey songs mm. texting her and mm. she was texting back and he was showing her the text and she was kind of playing dumb. Mm. I can understand. Like you can't leave me for Trey songs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Drake, yeah. like, look, I'm not going to say it's right. 
But what can you do in that situation? Can you? Most women is gonna leave you for Drake. Let's yeah. be real. Most women gonna leave you for Drake. So yeah. I don't know. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what up, Tab? Uh, Tab said he just walked out of Doctor Strange. Man, how's that movie, dog? Did you like it? You enjoy it? We. Yeah. Uh, I, I have was... no plans to watch it right now, but I do want to mm. know how people feel about it. Yeah, I actually seen it last night. Okay, I, I was it, man. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was good. I'm not, look. I'm not the nerd expert, the movie guru critic like you or <laughs> or, uh, or or our dude Terrell, our movie guru guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, I talked to a couple people. Uh, one person said uh, they felt it was a little rushed, and they thought it was okay. But it, it looked cool, but they felt like it was a little rushed. So um, I ain't really catch that, but uh, the wifey she the wifey didn't like it at all. <laughs> she oh, she felt like it was too dark, um, it was too gory. <laughs> no damn. Yeah, so I'm like that. It was pretty gory for uh, a, a Disney movie, <laughs> a Marvel movie, but um, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. I, I won't spoil it, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, Tab says he gives it a seven out of ten. That's the consensus I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, I'm and, and Spider Man No Way Home. Everybody was giving that like eleven out of ten. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody was hyping that up to the moon as like the best comic book movie. So I think that's why I kind of watched it. And I was like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. But the general consensus on this one is like it, it's it's good. It's not great, but it's good. I so I think it's better than I liked it better than Spider Man. To be honest, oh, okay. yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, this is the only spoiler I give, but uh, I don't know if this was even in the preview or not. But um, um, Professor X was in there. <laughs> yeah, I saw he ma- that. He made the appearance, so I, I thought that was I thought that was kind of cool. So it looked like they kind of trying to bring um, X Men into the you know the MCU, I guess, <laughs> into that yeah. little into the little series, I guess. But um, yeah, I thought I th- I thought it was better than Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man, I I thought Spider Man was good. I think a lot of people liked it because they had some of the original Spider Man. Yeah, in it. I think that was the main. I think thing. that I think that was more nostalgic type of thing where you know they thought it was cool and the way it ended and probably because uh, Zendaya or whatever Zendaya was in it. Yeah. So um, I think that's why a lot of people probably like that, but I thought this was pretty good. It was really dark, (laughs) but uh, it was really good to me. Yeah. I might watch it eventually. I just want to avoid the uh, early rush of people. Um, Yeah. I'm just not, I'm kind (laughs) of doubt out on movies at this point now, man, but, I'll, I'll check it eventually. I'm, I'm still amazed that people still walk out the fucking theater as soon as the movie end. Of a I party. do. I'm sorry, man. I'm sick of that shit, dog. Sidebar, <laughs> I have to rant now. I'm sick of the fucking post-credit bullshit, dog. No more. Enough. You know how long these fucking credits are, yeah, man? Yeah. They got like the entire nation of India. They got a list on the fucking credits of everybody who did anything on the, on the fucking graphics. <laughs> Plus all the actors, plus yeah. all the motherfuckers who held the cameras, set up the anything like any who swept the fucking studio. <laughs> Everybody has to have a name in it. 
and their kids yeah. before we get to the fucking scenes, man. And then you gotta wait for more credits. Yeah. For the second scene. And the second scene is never as good. Yeah. And you always and, feel stupid for waiting for it. And sometimes it don't even be a second scene. It was one time I waited, it was no second scene. Infinity War had no yes. uh post credit scene. It was nothing. Think, yeah. Yeah. It was nothing. We we waited till the lights came on. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's, that's it? it. Yeah, I know, right? We have been trained to sit here through this <laughs> bullshit, scroll yeah. through my phone. Yeah. So I, I I'm done with the post credit shit, man. I walk <laughs> out it, immediately. <laughs> but I'm see, not doing that no more, man. But see, you um, uh, but see, it's a reason why you walk out because you tired of that. Mm-hmm. But you could tell there's some people that's walking out because they think that's it. They used to yeah. a regular movie, like yeah. oh, that's it. It's just like, look at y'all, man. But yeah. it, it was only yeah, like no. eight. It was only like eight people. It was pretty much a full theater, but it was only like eight people to walk out. So I wasn't, I wasn't tripping too much. But I'm still like, look at y'all peasants. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Tab says the theater was dead, twenty percent full on a Friday night. Yeah, that's kind of surprising, man. Yeah, I would expect it. I mean. To be fair, there's a billion showings for it right now. So there's like, <laughs> there's 8, 805, 815, yeah. 825. So there's so yeah. many showings that some of these theaters got to be dead. Yeah, I actually had a, um, so the one I went to last night was at 7. Mm-hmm. And they had one at 630. We got there kind of early. It was like 615. I'm like, damn, we might as well walk in this one and get it over mm-hmm. with. <laughs> so it, it was it was strange. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. Plus, I, you know, Spider Doctor Strange ain't gonna do Spider-Man numbers, period. Because nah. nobody knows who the fuck Doctor Strange is, man. Nobody yeah. knows who Benedict Cumberbatch is. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I'm sure it'll still do numbers regardless because it's a Marvel movie, so. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, other things that happened this week this week, real quick. Um, have you been following the ongoing drama between Ray J, the I guess the reinvigorated, reignited drama between Ray J, Kim Kardashian, and Kanye West? Uh I have not. I seen a couple things. I, uh, uh, out of nowhere, I seen Ray J made a statement about the sex tape and yes. how they agreed to, you know, all three of them. And the third person is um, uh, uh, Jenner um, has something to do with it type thing on how to market it or when to drop it or something. Yes. <laughs> uh, so apparently... Kim Kardashian on her show, The Kardashians, I think it's called on Hulu, has an episode where Kanye makes a guest appearance because he had just gone to meet Ray J and allegedly paid money for the laptop that supposedly had either a new sex tape or a different sex tape or some other sexually explicit materials between Ray J and Kim Kardashian and he gets the laptop and the computer stuff in the hard drive. He gives it to Kim Kardashian as a gift and Kim Kardashian starts crying. Chris Jenner says, Oh, you're such a sweet guy. Thank you so much. <laughs> and there's a dramatic scene. I mean, you want to, you want to play this shit? Yeah. I can yeah. link it. Yeah. It's fucking here. Here's the scene of Kim Kardashian. I'll put it in the damn, uh, <laughs> 
I'll put it right here. All right. The uh, scene of Kim Kardashian opening the box and getting the uh, the hard drive, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and it is completely dramatic, as you would expect for a reality TV show. And Ray J is not happy about this portrayal. He is calling Cap on a lot. So let's hear it first. So Kanye flew home last night. And he came back this morning. I want to show you guys what he got me. He got me all of the sex tape back. Oh my God. And he flew home and got my oh. computer. It was on the hard drive. And my friend Ray J at the airport and got it all back for me. Oh, Kim. Oh my God. That's amazing. So Kanye flew home last yeah. night. So, uh, why it had to be so dramatic like that? And it had to be like in a in front of a meeting of a bunch of people too, who are just looking at her like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like a random sex tape back. Like you're telling your mother this, you're telling your friends this, your family about how you got the hard drive with the sex tape back, and you're crying about it. Yeah. So Ray J is upset about this. Okay, he spoke to the Daily Mail. And he is basically calling Cap on all this. And he's saying not only did he not leak anything, he is alleging that Chris Jenner actually had a part in negotiating the deal they made to sell the sex tape and get all the money they got from it. So here's what Ray J is saying. He's saying, quote, I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, to make billions of dollars over a decade and a half, talking about a topic I've never really spoken about. I've never really leaked anything, or I've never leaked anything. Quote, I have never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It's always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner and Kim and me, and we've always been partners in the beginning since the beginning of this thing. Um, he also says they had a contract with Vivid Entertainment and I guess it was for three videos, including two sex tapes and only one tape ever got released. And he says he didn't even have the other stuff. Mm. He says the other stuff has always been in Kim's possession. <laughs> and he says apparently he did actually meet Kanye and he did give him this hard drive stuff, but he's alleging that there was nothing explicit on it. Like there was no sexual anything on it, which begs the question, why would Kanye even buy it? Yeah. I don't know. But so, yeah. Um, are you buying the allegation that not only is Kim lying about this, but her own mother was involved in having her sex tape sold to a porn company. I I mean, I thought that was the story all along, man. <laughs> like what what people been saying about um Chris Jenner for years. She, she been pimping out her kids. Like they they been saying that been the conversation for a long time. And so when I heard about this, it wasn't shocking at all. I actually thought this wasn't news. I thought I thought we heard this before. But um yeah, man, I totally believe Ray J on this. I don't think he have a reason to lie about this. 
Like, why would he have a reason to, you know, say, hey, this was a deal type thing? Like, I don't, you know, I don't think he had that much to lose to to um, make this up. And I think it made um, the most sense in the world for Kim to try to play it like this. Like, he had it and was going to release it and Kanye got it back for me and all this other stuff because she got a bigger brand now. Her brand wasn't like this back when they made the tapes. So now, you know, it could be it could potentially have a lot to lose, which is kind of weird because that's what got her here. <laughs> so, um I I don't, I don't really understand I kind of don't understand why this is a big deal. I kind of do because she's, you know, she's in a different tax bracket now and, you know, she do got a lot of stuff to lose but if this was around the time when the other ones came out like that's that's kind of old ain't it <laughs> you know what I mean so it's not you know it's one thing it's, it's not like she out here saying you know some uh racist stuff on the camera or something and she don't want it to get out but if this was something that you know that leak that was from years ago and this wasn't current like she, I don't know I feel like she trying to I feel like they're trying to build something up a little bit to build a little drama up for the show. And, you know, they currently have nothing. <laughs> so, um, I don't really, I don't know. They, because this whole dramatic scene just seemed weird. It, I don't know, man. But I I believe Ray J. I think, I think AJ is right. I think we all kind of knew it went down something like this, but didn't really know the details. And like Ray J said, he never really spoke on it. So, um, yeah, I, I believe Ray J on this one. And, I mean, to uh, Chris Jenner's credit, it helped. <laughs> it, it helped. It, it Look where they at now. And it all started from that tape. Yeah. No, she played it perfectly. You know, nobody has ever gotten any more mileage out of a sex tape than Chris and Kim and that whole Kardashian family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, it was OJ's murder. <laughs> <laughs> the, the murder of uh, Aaron, uh, his wife in the OJ trial. And then the resurgence was the sex tape. Mm-hmm. So that's what kept Kard- the Kardashian name popular throughout all these years. And look, I don't know who who's telling the truth here, but I, I'm inclined to believe Ray J here because like you said, he hasn't talked about it. He hasn't made a big deal. He's moved on with his career. He mm-hmm. he's done the best he can to not even bring it up or we, mention it. We, really, we, when we talk about Ray J, we never bring that up. Yeah, it's, you know, even though you can say what you want about his music career, mm-hmm. but we never really talk about the set state that much. It, we like when you Google Ray J, you don't the first thing that pop up isn't like sets the sets tape. Yeah, uh, so he he made his own little career. Um, he went on after after that. Yeah, I mean, she was crying because apparently she was scared he would leak it. But if all this time has gone by and he ain't leaked it yet, what makes you think he would leak it now? I don't understand <laughs> what 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 the drama was about. Um, and I'll say this, man, because Ray J does look like the villain here, you know, and I think it's fucked up to put him in that kind of light because I was just watching a uh, interview with Chingy. You know, if you forget Chingy basically had his career ruined over the trans transgender uh, female Sydney star 
who lied about they took a picture together um and Sydney Starr lied about them having a relationship and that actually blew Sydney up mm. you know mm-hmm. they, they, they on reality shows and everything had a whole yeah. career after that and mm. Chingy lost everything he lost his record deal he had all these everybody in his face about these rumors Charlemagne was making jokes about it too like everybody had turned on him because of this and it's not that bad with Ray J, but it, it it's kind of is. I mean, you're making him seem like it's almost rapey in a way, you know, yeah. like I'm a I'm a leak your, you know, your kids are gonna see me piping you down, you know, and all this stuff. I'm gonna leak it and put it out there. Like, yeah, news was out there, and and the sex tape is already out there, nothing can be done about it. But to make it seem like he was gonna leak it unless he got money for it, it's kind of slimy, man. Yeah, and I don't think Reggie's even bothered about this no more. I know he's got other shit going on, and I don't know if his side of the story is true. Then that's some sleaze ball shit, some sneaky shit that Kim's doing, yeah. and Kanye is also fucked up for participating too. When he's always talking about how the black man is portrayed and black fathers and all this stuff, to yeah. do this to Ray J is goofy too. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, yeah, I think they just needed some type of storyline for this because, like I said, Ray J, Ray J, pretty much moved on. He didn't, mm-hmm. he he uh, he didn't milk this sex tape throughout the rest of his career. You know what I mean? I mean, I think he did have a song called "I Hit It First or something. Yeah, but you know what I mean, he look he. Every time I see Ray J, I never say, "Oh, that was the guys Kim had sex with." It was you might say that. that's Brandy's brother, exactly. <laughs> but you're you, not gonna you, say it's a Kim Kardashian. You would say tape, man. You, you would say that more than um <laughs> he was with Kim in the tape. <laughs> you mm-hmm. say that's Brandy little brothers, but um he moved on, man. So to, to keep bring bring this old ass shit up, I just felt like they have no content and they needed yeah. something to bring a little drama to it. <laughs> she needed so, something geez. to cry over. Yeah. So they needed this. They needed this. Yeah, can't wait to see how they're gonna spend the whole Kanye divorce thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that should yeah, be, that'll be interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that that might must see TV actually. Man, man. Kanye, Kanye might look like fucking Doctor Dre <laughs> in this mm-hmm. damn <laughs> yep show. Surviving Kanye coming soon, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. Now, last but not least, I did preview this, so we got to get around to it. Figgy, you gotta I forward you to the email with the clips we're gonna play here because okay. I gotta go off my rant. I because right. I almost wasn't gonna do it today, but we did preview it, so we gotta pay it off. Right. And I gotta get it off my chest, man. Because right. we are going to end a uh, ongoing, ongoing uh I will call it a a, a tragedy, <laughs> a misrepresentation, a slander against one Magoo. <laughs> We're ending it now, okay? And I bring this up. Let me, what is Magoo's real name? What is Magoo's real name? Hold up. Magoo's real name is Melvin Barcliff. Okay, so the slander against one Melvin Magoo Barcliff has gone on a little too long. It's one of the most enduring takes in hip hop history at this point. The fact that Magoo of Timbaland and Magoo, the late 90s rap and production duo 
um, who made such classics as Love to Love You and <laughs> all that shit. Uh, and uh, Up Jumps the Boogie as well. A lot of classic late 90s hits. They're saying that the rapper who was on these Timbaland beats, Magoo, is one of the worst rappers ever. And he has the worst rap in hip hop history. <laughs> and I, br- I bring this up again because my sister actually linked me to a Facebook post on According to Hip Hop. We'll give them a little promo because they put this out there. <laughs> According to you people, I guess it was a vote. Magoo's verse, I love to love you, is the worst rap verse you've ever heard in hip hop. <laughs> you want to play it? Yes. All right. No, no. Uh, first, let, 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 let's think about that for a second. Right. The verse you're about to hear right now is, according to the people, the worst verse ever in hip hop. <laughs> Keep that in mind when you play this. Yeah. And let's hear it. And, and decide for ourselves right now. I dream about Nia Longo, make all the Luciano and girls with condo, Chanel with the tunnel. Girl, my persona, I share like Sonny Bono. Locking white keys, lay girls on my piano. Me, Missy, and Timbo, rap at any tempo. Uncle Berry, Fan, Magoo, the South Tempo. Put up in my lingo, B9, girl, I'm bingo. Help, I see a beetle cool out, that's only Ringo. Missy sang a jangle as I commence the tango. Genuine riding on a pony, put pony in the middle. Check the riddle, got your girl pants hot a little. Thinking that he's on. When you only just a nickel, 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 cause you man, nickel green and ridiculous. Maggie too old from down south and hill. Black house shoes, my chain go to match. Pimp crap game, take all your scratch. Girl on the P, see me on TV. BB, hook me up with your girl CC. This is the worst verse ever. This is not the worst verse. one kiss, just don't go tell. Let's see the whole thing. I thought you heard. If you don't know, the bird is a word. The bird, bird, bird. The bird is a word. The bird, bird, bird. The bird is a word. Okay. That is, that is according to the people. And it's not just this Facebook group. This is something people have been saying for a long time now. I've been in hip hop message boards on Twitter. Every once in a while, this verse will go viral on Twitter and people will say, this is the worst verse ever. (laughs) And I was always confused by this. Okay. Because I had this album. I was a fan dog. Number one, that beat is crazy. One of Timbaland's best beats, in my opinion. I love to love you. Um, The production was very good. The verses were weak, but they were weak by everybody. Yeah, Timbaland was didn't fire either. Yeah, let's be real and see. Look, I'm a look. I understand. Sometimes you gotta go with the flow. Like, is he is they supposed to be barring people up on this beat? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, is they supposed to be in there going in like DMX or something? I just look. I felt like the flow was cool. Like it was like real swaggy. I hate using the word swag, but yeah. They it was real swaggy, so um, like you had no choice but to kind of okay, 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 but some stuff won't you know if you try to break it down like that, then yeah, if you trying to compare it to a fucking Jay Z song or something, then yeah, but I thought it fit the song, man. <laughs> I I thought it fit the song. I, I it it kind of it kind of had that. He kind of remind me of, of that Missy flow. 
Mm-hmm. Where you start the bird, 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 the bird, you know, that type of thing, that Virginia type shit that be whatever they be doing. So I ain't yeah. I ain't think that w- look, I ain't think that was that bad. That, to me, this is like people criticizing Jay-Z for money cash hoes hook. Yes. <laughs> like, like, all right, you gonna put, put 21 Savage against money cash hoes, money cash hoes, and try to say, oh, what what is Jay-Z talking about? Like, no, nah, you got to kind of understand the situation a little bit. <laughs> yes. And yes, like you said, Magoo was there to ride the beat. He was a comedic rapper. I think the reason people say this is the worst verse ever is because of the bird, bird, birds, the birds, the word, the bird, 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 the birds, the word. And yes, that's goofy and terrible. Yeah. But that's like two seconds of a verse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And of course, he's trying to refer to that old shitty song, the bird, 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 bird's a word. <laughs> so he was trying to be funny about it. It is corny, but look, it was a party track, man. And he was being goofy on the track. So right here, right now, we are going to reclaim the good name of Magoo. <laughs> We're going to make it so people will leave Magoo alone. <laughs> this is why Magoo disappeared. Yeah. The bird's a word is, okay, fair enough, bravo, see. It is trash, I agree. But we're talking about the worst verse of all time. People call that verse the worst hip-hop verse of all time. Of all time. Yeah. And we have to debunk this, okay? <laughs> we have to save this good man's name. Was he a good rapper? No. <laughs> worst ever? Let's, let's think about this because I have a list. I have a list of five verses that I think are way worse <laughs> Than this Magoo verse on Love to Love You. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go start from five up. Okay. okay? And I'm going to start because my, my take is this. Not only did Magoo not have the worst verse in hip hop, I don't think he had the worst verse on that album. <laughs> I think Timbaland had the worst verse on that album, Welcome to Our World. <laughs> and the, the con, yeah, it's not the worst ever, man. So, this verse by Timbaland on the song 15 After the Hour, I want y'all to hear it and judge for yourself. Here I am, out in the middle of Queens, damn near about 115. Now I'm leaving Queens about 315. Hoping I can hit one of my queens. So, I hit about 715. Then I finish at 915. Tell her to wake me up at 10.15 uh-huh. But she wakes me up at 11.15 Know what I mean? I'm late for weeks uh-huh. 15 after the hour uh-huh. It's kinda cheesy <laughs> Okay, let's think about that for a second This man just rhymed 15 with 15 For 8 bars <laughs> Okay And you're telling me birds the word is worse than that? <laughs> She got me up at 9.15. Then I got up at 10.15. Then I went somewhere at 11.15. Dog. (laughs) Was Missy out the studio that day? Who let Timbaland spit those bars, man? He rhymed queen in 15. (laughs) For like eight bars straight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this was on the same album that they say... Magoo had the worst verse in hip hop history, okay? Yeah. I think it was the same album. I know yeah. they Here I am, out in the middle of Queens, uh, damn near about 115. Uh, now I'm leaving Queens about 315. Uh, hoping I can hit uh, one of my queens. Uh, uh, so 
I hit about 7.15 Then I finish at 9.15 Tell her to wake me up at 10.15 But she wakes me up at 11.15 Know what I mean? I'm late for me up at 10.15 Which woke me up at 11.15 Yeah like, That was the rhyme This nigga rhymed queens at 15 Yeah Eight times straight yeah, and y'all telling me Magoo had the worst verse in hip hop history. Yeah, y'all giving Timbaland a pass because he's a producer, which is fine. Yeah, but that was a hip hop verse, and that was way worse, in my opinion. Yeah, and we don't really link Timbaland as a rapper, so I think that's why a lot of people that that's why I don't really put him up there like, oh, he the worst rapper ever type thing. But yeah, the, the yeah the Magoo. The Magoo, that wasn't the worst verse. <laughs> I ain't have. I actually didn't have a problem with the verse. The last part, the birds, the word, yeah, <laughs> we could have left that part out. But to be fair, that part was catchy because everybody remember that part. Yeah. So, so maybe it did its job. Maybe it didn't travel well with time, but people remember that part. <laughs> no, I agree. And, and the reason why that Timbaland verse stuck out to me because I like that song. When I first heard it, I liked the, the beat is good. You know, yeah. all the beats on the album are good because of Timbaland producing it. But I couldn't believe he went on with the 15 motif as long as he did. <laughs> like, I told her, wake me up at 10, 15. But she woke me up at 11, 15. Like, you couldn't even round the 10 part. Yeah. It was just 10, 15 to 11, 15. Yeah. Okay. Wake me up with my queen like at every... 10, 15. Yeah. Get my queen at 11, 15. Come on. So man. he did all this shit at uh, 15 after each hour. <laughs> <laughs> so right on the dot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everything happened 15 after the hour. Right. Ridiculous, <laughs> man. And I think Magoo actually had a decent verse in that song, too. Mm-hmm. He wrote the beat way better. But yeah, Timbaland's verse was awful on that song, man. And he, look, he was no lyrical behemoth anyway. Like you said, he's a producer, so we gave him a pass. But no, he was arguably the worst rapper on, yeah. on that album overall. Yeah. So I let's go to number you. four. All right. Number four. Of, <laughs> wait, look, number four of verses worse than <laughs> Magoo on Love to Love You. Now, I respect the No Limit movement. Uh-oh. I respect Master P. But his brother is a different story. <laughs> that is his brother, isn't it? Silk the Shocker is his brother, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. cousin or something. Yeah, they related yeah, somehow. Yeah, I think it's a brother. Brother. Yeah, but I have to call out Silk the Shocker and his verse on the classic No Limit song, the breakout single for them. By the way, this is the first people's nationwide their first exposure to Master P and No Limit was this song, and. Eventually, it got to Silk the Shocker's part, and it sounded something like this. Quick. 
Do the type of nigga that promotes violence. This shit don't mute. Step out the club and say something to get that motherfucker start to fighting. Bad bold, I'm cold, next to the BG didn't fuck my niggas out with them niggas all 3D. PC's the game, I spit, no limit soldiers off my back. I run this motherfucker true niggas, and I bet y'all make it safe. Yeah. Now, there is a two twofold a, a jab uppercut of horribleness here. Number one, the bars were trash. Niggas wonder if I gang bang because I hang with a whole gang of niggas. <laughs> the bars were trash. And number two, he did not even try to catch the beat. Yeah. He didn't even make an attempt at catching that beat, man. <laughs> he is just talking at different speeds of mumble. Yeah. And like I said, this was the breakout single for No Limit. This could have ruined them. Okay? Yeah. Master P and Mystical had to save this song <laughs> because if everybody's verse sounded like this, or if this was yeah. Silk the Shocker's song only, yeah. imagine where we would be now. Imagine do, what would happen in No Limit. Do, do, you know, do you know anybody that ever rapped this part of the song? No. Because nobody knows what he's saying. <laughs> Nobody got this, this people, first commit to memory, duh, man. People, people rap mystical part. People rap Master P part, obviously. Shit, I think Mia X. Uh, mm -hmm. No, nah, she ain't. I don't. She ain't got no verse. But yeah, I never heard nobody that rapped this his part <laughs> ever. You, I, I don't see Fiend. how he could even rap it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the speed is so offbeat that it's almost like he had to try to be that offbeat, man. Yeah. It, ridiculous it, it, it was it was it was rough man i'm i'm looking at the verse now you want me to read some of it yeah yeah all right this is his verse p gonna make you say uh i'm gonna make you say ah i'm not air <laughs> b but guaranteed to move this motherfucking crowd i stay on no, like, you're not eric b okay yeah i stay on like light switches money because i like riches <laughs> Hitting nothing but tight bitches. Call me. I might hit you. <laughs> not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. Nigga make him say, nah, nah, nah. Don't trip. After I bust your shit, then I say, the nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so wait. You tell me birds the words worse than that. Yeah. Don't trip mm. or say, nah, nah, nah. Because if you do, yeah. I would say, nah, nah, nah. It, nigga make him say, nah, nah, nah. Don't trip. After I bust your shit. Then after that, say nah 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 nah. <laughs> Come on, what is man. going on, man? Come on, man. It sounds better when you rap it fast. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie it, to you. It it, it it don't sound good there either, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they want to know if I game bang because I hang with a whole a whole gang of niggas. So when we connect, okay. <laughs> bitch, better respect this. I step quick. Cause I got a vicious right hand, but you know what? My left is quick too. Quick. <laughs> it said my left is quick too. <laughs> yeah, this is woo. Silk, you the type of nigga that promote violence. You might be right, cause I'll step in the club and say and, and say something. <laughs> to get that motherfucker start uh start something. Fighting about it. <laughs> Bad as votes. Where, where was I'm, I'm lost on the rhyme, man. Did I, I, any I, of that rhyme? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm clear. I'm just reading this shit now. Bad as Vogue's. I'm cold. Extra see. Extra see through. BG's fucking knocking niggas. Cause I make I make them all see 3D. <laughs> and PD the game that I spit. No limit soldiers got my back. I run this motherfucker. True niggas. And I bet you. 
I'll make y'all stay back. Imagine, imagine him writing that. Be like, all right, I'm ready. Dog. <laughs> I can't even. I just imagine he was just talking to somebody in the studio, <laughs> and the record button was on, and, <laughs> and then it just made the final cut <laughs> by accident. Because think about it, man. Like this was the breakout single for No Limit, the, yeah. the, probably their most popular song, honestly, because mm-hmm. it was everywhere when it came out, man, and it hit yeah. like a hurricane. Yeah, and this was. A, a verse that we somehow get around. Oh my god. So, like I said, at least you can say Magoo's verse was terrible lyrically, but at least he wrote the beat or yeah. tried to. Silk the Shocker had a blatant disregard for rhythm when he made that verse and that's on that song that classic song and he could have ruined his entire group's career and momentum luckily we gave it a pass because the rest of the song was fire yeah but and also i think he got by on his image a lot too people thought he was cute he had the little young thug thing going on but yeah it, it that that verse was by far worse then Magoo's love to love yeah, you, yeah. in my opinion. I I think at that point in hip-hop is where people kind of start getting the pass. For, uh, like, they, like, they just liked the song, and, you know, it wasn't a thing where it's like, oh, this whack, ter- turn it off. It was just like, okay, okay, it sound cool, but, yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck he talking about, man. He They rapping too fast. And I ain't going to lie, I was not a fan of this type of music back then. Because for this exact reason, it was offbeat. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what he was saying. And it took it honestly took me a long time to warm up to Mystical. Yeah, me too. Because I'm me just too. like, man, like, I just don't like the way he said But after a while, I'm just like, okay. Like, I could kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I get, I could get, I'm warming up to it now. But, and Mystical actually had a flow to him. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. He actually had yeah. a flow. Yeah. Yep. So that's I I never warmed up the silk. <laughs> I never warmed up the silk. But yeah, this was this was rough, man. He ruined a Maya classic on moving on with his <laughs> shitty ass verse on that remix. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a fan of Silk the Shocker, man. I understand rapping is hard, but Master P should have sat yeah. him down for that song at least. Yeah, rap look, man, rapping ain't hard. Don't let people <laughs> fool you, man. Rapping ain't hard. You could if you could dance, like it's all about being on beat. If he was on beat, mm-hmm. it, he he might be one of the greatest. Uh, he might have probably the best verse on there if he was on beat. Mm-hmm. But the motherfucker wasn't even on beat. <laughs> like probably ain't had no headphones on. Yeah, it's crazy. No, what's crazy? Ran up in the studio, started talking. That's so mind boggling to me because I actually have a homeboy who rap, and he like when I tell you his bars is probably some of the best bars I ever heard in my life. Like he got bars, he's super creative, but he can't rap on beat. Mm. <laughs> he just be off beat for some reason, and he and it's it's troubling because he don't hear it. And it's like I'm trying to explain to him how to be on beat and how to stay on, and it's like I I don't know he just it's like a run on sentence man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like damn like I don't have the I ain't gonna sit here and act like I had the best bars in the world, but you best best believe I'm on beat. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I stay on beat. 
I mean, honestly, that's the the most important part of of being a successful rapper is yeah. having some kind of sense of rhythm, being on beat. Yeah. That's what made Snoop Dogg blow up so big, man. Like he wasn't the best rapper ever, but yeah. just he had that flow. And he was just perfectly on the beat. It just sounded so good. The rhythm was so good. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 matters a whole lot in rap. Yeah. Super Shocker just did not have that at all. Yeah. And because of that, I say that is number four <laughs> on the list of rap versus worse than Magoo's Loves Love You verse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now for number three, we're going to go into the future because I have to assume or, or the present day, I'll say, because I have to assume when people say Magoo's verse is the worst, they're including all the rap, yeah. including now where we have some, let, let's admit it, some of the worst rapping lyrically we've ever had ever since the Grandmaster Flash days. Yeah, and the basketball is my favorite sport. Three oh, weeks that- <laughs> ago, I was walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, so look, I like Playboy Cardi. I understand what he does, and I like the vibe. But he has one verse in particular that is one of the worst I've ever heard, and it really the song is just bad. Period to me. <laughs> A lot of Cardi fans like this song. I don't understand it. I don't think the beat's very good and lyrically is complete nonsense. Even for him, even for Playboy Cardi, this verse is bad. And I will show you an example of why I think this verse is far worse than Magoo's Love's Love You verse. I see that bitch run around in Nudie Cat. That bitch with me and that she on her pet. On the side side, no way in the crack. Now that is Car- Playboy Cardi's flatbed freestyle off a of die lit. <laughs> Do I need to say anything? Nah, th- this is one of those songs. Were there even words at the end no. of the song? No. This is one of those um, songs where the beat just kind of take over, where mm-hmm. you just kind of like, okay. And then after a while, you're like, I don't know what he's saying, but <laughs> you just kind of keep That's going with it. Just, yeah, so it's kind of <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking like the Jay-Z gif. If, if y'all ain't looking at me, how you just sitting there like that. Yeah, yep. it's one of those songs because me, like if I heard that in the club, I would probably be like, okay, okay, because the bass, you can't deny the bass, man. Mm-hmm. You like, okay, okay, but after a while, you just like, uh, what the fuck is he saying? Like, I don't even know what he's saying, but <laughs> yeah, like I, like, I want to look up his verse for this. What's the name of this damn song? <laughs> it's called Flatbed Freestyle. <laughs> Southside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the verse, he completely even stopped trying to sound out actual words. <laughs> and he just complete like people call everything mumble rap these days. This is literal mumble rap. OK, yeah, yeah. he's not even making out real words at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Playboy Cardi, I had to do it to him because people really think this is better than bird, 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 bird's the word. <laughs> We 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 are debunking this myth once and for all today, okay, man. 
Yeah, we got a we got a free Magoo <laughs> from the shackles of this label. I think it's unfair, especially compared to what's going on right now with some of these new rappers like Cardi. We got to call him out and say this is not. Hey, what up, Ernesto? <laughs> hey, if you're just tuning in, we are debunking a myth about Magoo's "Love to Love You" verse being the worst verse in hip hop. <laughs> people are saying that verse is the worst verse and they've been saying this for years now and mm-hmm. now we are going through and debunking it i'm giving my list of five verses worse than magoo's love to love you verse yeah so yeah yeah I, i'm looking at his verse now the uh, playboard cardi flatbed freestyle and is yeah i don't even know what he's talking about man <laughs> <laughs> like he just he yeah he just all over the place, man. The part in that, I gotta look up what actually the part I played. <laughs> because yeah, he's not even rhyming real. He said Southside something. I, okay, he said you took. I fucked that bitch. She run around in laps. You touched down in my city. You better tap that bitch around here. I know she got a tap. He ran tap with tap. <laughs> I seen that bitch riding around a nudie cat. That bitch with me, and now she on that pack. Nat, 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 nat. I'm on that south side, and I'm weighing that crack. I'm on that south side, and I'm weighing that crack. I'm on south side, yeah, hand on the gat. South side, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on south side every day with a black. Uh-uh. I'm on south side, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I like, uh, one thing I love about Genius.com, they explain some of the shit he, he, he talking about. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I'm on Southside, yeah, hand on that gap. And it said Playboy Cardi refers to his hometown, Atlanta, as Georgia. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> uh, Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> gat is a slang term used to describe a firearm. <laughs> so they they getting down in the gritty for it. Yeah, no, they have to explain it for people. But look, yeah. he rhymed cat, black, slat. This is like ABC as Dr. Seuss rhymes here, man. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all cannot continue to, to disparage the name of Melvin Magoo, whatever his last name was. I already forgot. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're going to, everybody does best versus Ernesto. So we didn't do that this time because I think a lot, and that, that can go on forever, that discussion. We might do that one day, the best verses ever in hip hop. <laughs> but we got to do the worst ones, man, because my sister linked me this article saying that Magoo had the worst verse and I had to debunk it. I got to let my boy go, man. <laughs> now we continue two more, two more on my list of songs or verses worse than Mr. I call him Mr. Magoo. Then Magoo's let's love you verse. Okay. Now y'all might've remembered in the late nineties, a rapper named drama. If you didn't remember him, he was kind of like a fake ass Pastor Troy. Yeah. He had the military gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a he a, 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 a hit song at the left, time. At least left, yes. Right. It's called Left, Right, Left. Yeah. This song was everywhere for about a few months. I remember it constantly on BET. I remember it constantly on the radio. And this song by far has been close to the worst verse I've ever heard. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and we're gonna play that verse now and let you judge for yourself. This is dramas left, right, left. Left, right, left. You don't know. 
That was the entire verse. What was he spelling? <laughs> God, it took me when I was a kid. I did not know what the fuck he was saying. I man. didn't. This is it my until this is my first time as a grown ass man listening to this verse. It took me a long time because he repeats himself twice. Yeah. When he's doing this fucking ABC ass rhyme. And yeah. here's what he's saying. A-T-L-A-N-T-A-G-A. That's where I S-T-A-Y until my D to the Y I-N-G-D-A-Y. Back to that. And he repeats himself. <laughs> so basically Atlanta G-A. That's where I stay until my dying day. <laughs> And he spells it out unnecessarily for twice. <laughs> and that's the entire verse. Yeah. I remember this nigga because uh, everybody was uh, trying to compare him to like a Tupac lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Tupac. No, he was. The, yeah. mili- the military, the bandana around his bald head, the, the military the vibe. Ju- it was yeah, like a tattoo on the stomach. Tupac. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that awful era where everybody was trying to dress and act like Pac. Ernesto <laughs> talking about Eminem. We go, eh, I'm not talking about, I'm not going to bring up Eminem as the worst verses. But you're talking about the best verses. I know, I know. You're trolling me. I know you're trolling me, man. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, look, I like the song. Like the beat's kind of cool. It's yeah. a cool little gym song like Ernesto bringing up. It's a cool gym song. But that verse is one of the worst verses ever in hip hop. Let's yeah. be real. You cannot listen to that and tell me Magoo's verse is worse. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> this spelling A-T-L-A-N-T-A. That's the whole verse, man. <laughs> and just because this nigga said verse the word, verse the word, y'all yeah. want to label him with the worst verse in hip hop. Unfair. <laughs> I'm not standing for it no more. We put these niggas on blast. I'm sick of this narrative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad rappers quit spelling out shit. <laughs> The, <laughs> the only he person still ass rhymes, man. The, the only person that get away with that is Biggie. <laughs> yeah, the only person that can, like no, don't spell nothing to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of that shit, man. And yes, uh, so that's that's number two. Now, number one on the list of rap versus worse. Then Magoo's Love to Love You verse. This is number one. Okay. This, I believe, is the worst verse ever. <laughs> Not even in hip hop ever. Man. I'm going back to the fucking ragtime 1920s music. Okay. <laughs> I'm including everything. Okay. The caveman who first bumped a drum on the <laughs> and made the first rhythm ever and spoke whatever language he was speaking this, was better than this. This is worse than Grandmaster Flash. Yes. <laughs> this is worse than the first nigga to ever rap. We're okay. <laughs> this is worse than uh, anything that's ever been spit in the history of hip hop. Now, if you guys remember the artist Supercat, he was a kind of dance hall artist who came out in the you know, mid 90s, had a pretty big hit, I guess. I wouldn't, to be fair, this, this is kind of before my time a little bit, but the song is called Dolly My Baby. Beats really good, nice classic hip hop vibe. And it was more notable for the remix 
the remix had a another rapper who I, whose name I forget, three something, who was on it, and it also had a very young Puff Daddy and Notorious B.I.G. This song is noticeable or notable because it, this is Biggie's first verse on like a real record that came out. And this was our introduction to Biggie. And Biggie had a great verse. Don't get me wrong. Biggie saved this song. <laughs> and if you were ever wondering where the sample, I love it when they call me Big Papa, came from, it came from this song. He sampled his verse for that hook and made another classic song for Big Papa. <laughs> but before Biggie, Puff Daddy rapped like he was a fucking Jamaican reggaeton <laughs> rapper for some reason. And this is what that horse shit sounded like. Was that man? What was going on, man? <laughs> it's not even just the verse being trash. The accent he was trying to—who the fuck was falling for that, man? Nobody in the studio told him cut that fucking voice out, man. <laughs> it's the bad boy, yo, making that noise, yo. see him in person i'm gonna have him spit that verse again <laughs> <laughs> like you know my favorite song <laughs> this is my favorite song from you man you rap that verse it's the bad boys yo making mad noise yo what the fuck was wrong with him man was he on some kind of special was Ciroc Sir, wasn't around so we can't blame Ciroc nah. yet yeah, was, what was he, he drinking? Was he even rich <laughs> during that time? I don't think he was still rich. on the grind. I think yeah. that was a very early bad boy days. Yeah, back then I was ninety three, um, and that, like I said, was our introduction to Biggie, <laughs> who, like I said, had a great verse, but <laughs> unfortunately, it had to be followed or or follow one of the worst verses ever. And Puff Daddy trying to sound like a Jamaican, trying to do some horse shit rap. Yeah. Luckily, it's short. That's the only saving great that is grace is that it's short, but I decree that the worst verse of all time, not only just for content, but for cultural appropriation, a, a man from New York trying to act like he's Jamaican <laughs> with the worst Jamaican accent I've ever heard. People want to clown Drake's Jamaican accent. Yeah. Come on, man. It's the bad boy. Yo, making that noise. Yo. <laughs> That was like that. That was my first time ever hearing that, <laughs> hearing his verse. So I'm like, "What is going?" I, I I'm like, "Is this him?" <laughs> <laughs> that is Puff Daddy in the flesh. I don't know if that was his gimmick at the time, or it was just something he was doing for the song in particular. 
Yeah, it sounded like a joke. It sounded like he was joking around, messing around or something. You know how somebody trying Mm -hmm. to, like, warm up, like, joke around to the real MC (laughs) come in the building? Yeah, that sounded rough. (laughs) Yes, and like I said, that was right before Biggie went and did a classic verse on that song. When was his verse on there? Did he start it off first or? Nah, he was at the end. Okay. He was at after Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy went, and he was at the end. I could have well, cut that out to you, but it was at the end of Dolly, my baby. He Classic beat too. Yes, <laughs> and remember that was Biggie's first song. Mm. The first song he put out. Usually, a lot of rappers when they first like, even like some of Jay Z's first early early work, like it sounds kind of rough, man. Yeah, yeah. But that was Biggie already. Already, that was Biggie before he was even Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. So yeah. and even Biggie's fake ass joke Jamaican accent at the end was better than Puffy's. Yeah, at least at least um Biggie Moms was Jamaican. Yes, at least so, it, he had some kind of connection. Yeah, it's kind of like the Indian person or the Middle Eastern person <laughs> who parents yep. have that accent, but they don't. Yeah, but they but can he, imitate that accent if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least he could he do that. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I decree that the worst verse and people hear things like that and still want to disparage Magoo's name. Yeah. So I hope we have convinced you guys, any of you people who might be listening and said, oh, for sure Magoo had the worst verse ever in hip hop. I hope you've reconsidered. That's all I ask, because like I said, I didn't make this up out of thin air. This has been going on for years. I've heard this. Yeah. And every time I wonder if people have ears, <laughs> like did you lose your ears after 1998 and, and they're just deaf? Like, have yeah. you heard rap? Yeah. Enough to say Magoo had the worst verse of all time. Now, mm-hmm. let's play Magoo's verse one more time. Uh-huh. After hearing all that horse shit, <laughs> let's hear that verse one more time and really decide this is the worst verse in hip hop, according to people. All right. Hold on, give me one second. Because, yeah, we got to load this up because we had to listen to this one more time. And I want y'all to be the judge. Maybe we're tripping. Let us know. But after hearing all that horse shit, after hearing Puff Daddy's fake Jamaican accent, after hearing drama spell out some goofy shit for an entire verse, <laughs> speak and spell as rhymes, yeah. after hearing Silk the Shocker rap off beat on one of the best beats ever, <laughs> and after hearing who else? Silk uh Timbaland on, on Timbaland <laughs> having the worst verse, rhyming queens and fifteens eight times in a row. <laughs> I want y'all to hear this Magoo verse and really tell me if y'all think it's the worst one of all time. 
I dream about Nia Longo, make all the Luciano and girls with condo, Chanel with Gatano. Girl, my persona, I share like Sonny Bono. Black and white keys, lay girls on my piano. Me, Missy, and Timbo, rapping in each other. Couple with the group, the South Tempo. Put up in my lingo, B9, girl, I'm bingo. Help, I see a beat, cool out, that's only Ringo. Missy, say a jangle as I commence the tango. Genuine riding on a pony, put pony in the middle. Check the riddle, got your girl, pants hot a little. Thinking that she's dry. When you only just a little bit of a man, pick a green and ridiculous. Nagging too old from down south and big. Black house shoes, my cane, go to match. Pimp crap game, take all your scratch. Girl, I'm the P, see me on TV. BB, hook me up with your girl CC. This don't sound bad, man. Let me get one kiss, just don't go tell. You so absurd, I thought you heard. If you don't know, the bird is a word. The bird, bird, bird. Yeah, see, I don't know about you, but after what we just heard, I'm ready to put Magoo Top Five yeah, in our live. Man, I might have to bump this album, man. Now <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go back to this album. But this is this is not bad, man. I I never listened to this song. It's like, man, what the fuck is he talking about? And this and this is the same argument I had with like Birdman. Like all of a sudden, Birdman is the worst rapper ever. And I was just like, y'all motherfuckers was listening to bit times, bit timers. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like man. I, I, I get it. You know, I ain't trying to sit here and saying Birdman need to be discussed more. But let's not act like we wasn't listening to um Gator Booze in the pimp. He, he 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 had a good verse on what happened to that boy. People need to stop Yeah, man. Like Birdman, nigga, throw the guns in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. People act like he was just so trash, like he just fuck up everything it's like all right man i think this is an internet thing where people try to pick on people because we remember they were saying the same shit about bird man yeah I'm like, I'm like damn y'all wasn't listening to uh <laughs> uh get your roll on <laughs> y'all wasn't listening to none of that like these pr- kids probably wasn't even outside then man because i was not listening to these songs it was like, damn, man, Birdman just fuck up the whole song, man. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? I never felt that way. Maybe some, maybe the stunt like stunt like my daddy album or something. Maybe you can be like, ah, like he don't he don't need, you know, he, he can hang it up or something. But mm-hmm. man, come on, man, people people tripping, man. And Birdman was okay on that album he put out with Juvenile. Oh yeah, like, come the recent on, man. One, yeah. Like. People need to stop and like, like we said, I didn't make this up, man. And we're <laughs> referencing a, a a specific Facebook post. According to Hip Hop, did a survey, I guess, some kind of contest, and said, according to the people, Magoo's verse on "Love to Love You" is the worst rap verse you've ever heard in hip hop. Yeah. Okay. And I, like I said, I've heard this take many times before, and it was time to bunk it. It's time to free the name of Melvin Barcliff, aka Magoo, and stop the slander. Enough is enough. Yeah. It's been 30 some years now, man. Yes, Magoo was spitting. He was riding the beat and he was entertaining. Yeah. Was, what more could you want on that beat, man? He was smooth mm-hmm. with it too, man. Like you had no choice but to kind of nod your head a little bit. The beat, it, it was perfect, man. He ain't had to do too much to that beat. Yes. Like, to pick that song out of everything and yeah. say that's the worst ever M- is mind-boggling to me. Motherfuckers wanted him to be uh, miracle, lyrical, sp- spiritual, <laughs> g- 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 lyrical. <laughs> like, yeah, on, see, 
Burr's the word is just a line too far, but sound sound yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sound yeah, 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 yeah. like that's, that's okay. Yeah. So what what's the difference in that and beep beep? Who got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Dog Missy Missy, I think people give Missy a lot. Cause Missy has some cringeworthy lyrics too, dog. Yeah, it is. She, yeah. she has some uh what's it, black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese boys. Why don't thine on your thine your thine? Why don't thine on your thine your thine? Come on, man. You can't tell me that. I forgot about that. You can't tell me that that's not worse than birds the word, okay? <laughs> or at least not the same and, level. And see, but people say Missy the goat, or she's one of the best. And see, come on, man. And see, this I think is maybe it's some type of Virginia thing or some type of in camp thing, because they all got some little weird shit like that. But it's it, mm. in the moment, it sounds so cool. Where it's like you like you don't hear that part and be like, what the fuck? Let me turn this off. You like going with the vibes. Like they start mm-hmm. off cool. You be like, okay, okay. And then they hit you with the beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Where you you already invested in the damn song. So yep. you you just going with it now. And the you know, the Chinese <laughs> verse you just spit. <laughs> like they throw that in there. They all got some weird type of shit in there. The he 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 all he 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 all. It's just like maybe that's a Virginia thing, man. I think it's them just trying to be entertaining, man. And that's yeah. the point of these songs. They're like dance songs, club songs. They're just trying to entertain people. They're not trying to be lyrical. They're <laughs> not trying to impress people lyrically. They're just trying to ride the beat, be entertaining, give some people people something to shout out at shows and in the club. Yeah, you know, to go along with the song. But and it worked. Yeah, it worked because it we we all remember these little cheesy, little corny lines, man. But tell me, tell me something that stuck out in an in Illmatic, like yep. right off the top. <laughs> so yeah, man, yeah. So I mean, that's I mean that's what hip hop is today. Now, unfortunately, you know, somebody can say something so goofy, and you know, I rem- uh, remember the infamous line: "I just fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip flops." Yeah. And you that, got a whole fucking that was the, that was the, that <laughs> you got a whole album's worth of them lines, man. That yeah. fucking uh uh that that shit on King's Dead, la di da di da, slob on my nut. Yeah, I almost put that in there. <laughs> uh, that almost made the list. It um, yeah. it was like five point three yeah. or something. It was gonna, almost there. I ain't gonna lie. I was expecting you to put um the Kanye the Scoopy D poop <laughs> in there. But I, I I could, but that was like obviously intended to be shitty. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> so I, I couldn't put that in there because that was see, not supposed but, to be taken like even but, remotely seriously. But see, but, but see, these songs were major singles. Yeah, but see, with that one, I would put that in there for the simple fact that you had Kanye stands trying to defend that shit. Yeah, they were they wasn't like oh yeah shitty, but you know he probably fucking around. They was over here like, see, it's, you know, no, you got to understand the way he said it, the scoopy-dee-poop part. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was a think piece on that shit. There's so like, many layers like, to the scoopy-dee-poop. You're yeah. talking about the scoopy-dee-capitalism. I, I, think, it, I, think, it's, I think it's genius. <laughs> yeah, see, yes. Kanye is so genius. It's like, all right, yeah. man. <laughs> but um, Talking about a slavery as the scoopy-dee. 
And yeah. emancipation is the poopity. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> man, like, all right, yeah. man. That's the wonderful world of social media. They picked that out of yep. it. Kanye probably anything, just in there man. fucking around. <laughs> ridiculous, man. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. And that, one, one thing I'll give social media credit for is sometimes I'll get some shit explained to me that I didn't even realize. Like they broke down this one, uh, I think it was Kendrick's verse on nostalgia with Pusha T. <laughs> and they actually broke it down. There's a lot of shit in that song that I didn't even realize, like the way he formatted his verse numerically, mm. like it was some crazy shit, man. You got to look at the video if you ain't seen it yet, but it really broke down like the numbers and shit. He, the way he worded the verse is just crazy. There's a lot of hidden meanings and numerology Damn. stuff in it. Damn. So yeah, not nah, sometimes you learn things you didn't even know about songs, but yeah. then again, you get people trying to defend bullshit. Yeah. Like scoopity poop. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you, uh, real quick, you want to hear a throwback Jay Z song with J- uh, Jazz Old from 1990? Yeah, yeah. Is it the Originators? It's the Originator. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually like this song, but yeah, that, this is a different Jay Z. Clearly. Yeah. Literally said lyrical miracle. <laughs> <laughs> is this where it came from? Yeah, that's where it came from. This was 1990. The Originators were. <laughs> that was yeah, 1990, man. man. This was a different Jay-Z. Jay-Z is also in a Hawaiian Sophie video with Jazzo. Getting yeah. lynched and doing a bunch of crazy shit on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Rough. Who who knew we would look at that man it's and the, say he's one, one of the, the best to ever do it? Yeah. Or he is. Like what the fuck was he even saying, man? Yeah. That's that's incredible. Looking at this and like, damn, this guy's one of the most powerful people. <laughs> yeah. In music or entertainment, <laughs> this is a guy that's responsible for giving us that Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is 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 wild, man. Yep, he got us past kneeling, man. He he <laughs> he did a whole lot, yeah. and and yeah, who who would have known that that young yeah that young fresh faced boy in that originator's nineteen ninety video would come to be one of the best to ever do it, especially yeah. with a nonsense ass fucking what the nobody even knew what he was saying. I'm sure he was actually spitting something because it's yeah. Jay-Z. Like he, yeah. he can rap. Jay-Z but like, still was, that was just rapping fast just to rap fast. Yeah. There was like no meaning behind it. Yeah. And when you think about it too, back at this was 1990. So wasn't nobody rapping like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you was rapping that fast, you was clearly trying to show off. Yeah. 
So that, that was that was the thing you busted out to show your impress your friends back in the day. Yeah. You know, you're doing a little rap battle thing and it's just a dude who raps the fastest yeah. wins. I used to hate when niggas do that, man. Mm-hmm. It used to be niggas that oh you I rap too. And they, they start doing all that shit. It's just like, all right. <laughs> like I, I I was never impressed. And you know, I come from the uh, city of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. And I was never impressed by the, you know, me rapping so fast because when you break it down, it's like this motherfucker ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I agree, man. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, that was early Jay Z, and look where he is now. So yeah, never man. know, never give up, people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 concludes my list, man. I'll let yeah. y'all be the judge. But my goal in this podcast was to end a long going narrative that I've heard too much of is that Magoo had the worst verse in hip-hop history. I just don't think it's true, man. Y'all yeah. let me know what y'all think. If y'all yeah. know other terrible verses, let me let us know. Yeah, We'll play it again. I know we're going to get yeah. copy-struck to hell and back with this on YouTube, uh, but fuck uh, it. Yeah, fuck it. Leave, leave comments in the YouTube se- section. Yes. Like subscribe. and subscribe. Leave yeah. comments. Yeah. And it's we'll address right it, there. man. And yeah. we'll... I want to hear what y'all think the worst verse in hip hop is. I know we got all yeah. got our favorite verses. I want to know what y'all think the worst is, and we'll be the judge of it. Yeah, but this was that's a, just five this, I can name off the this, top of my head that were worse. This was a really good list, man. I, I appreciate you doing this little list because I was thinking the the one that came to my mind, and it's probably not fair uh, to put this guy on here because the situation of the song, but um, Lil Uzi Vert on um, Bad and Bougie. Yeah, like I, you know, I haven't listened to that song enough to like break it down. That say it's mm-hmm. the worst. I just think it was a bad time to have him on there. Yeah, <laughs> of a big song like that, and then it's like, who, who trying to hear this? And it wasn't even the same style that they were rapping. So uh, I thought of that as one of the worst verses, but it, it's, it's probably not fair <laughs> if that makes sense. But yeah, because number one, I always felt like that was something the studio forced. Yeah, you know, I don't even think Migos and Uzi were ever that cool. Yeah, you know, personally, and I always felt like they knew he had next, so they was just trying to. The studio said, "Hey, you got to put because they take off wasn't on that yeah. unfairly. That yeah. take off was not on Bad and Blue's their biggest not, record. That did not make sense to me. Like yeah. if you knew this song was gonna be big or you know had big plans for it." Maybe they didn't have big plans for I don't know, but he should have been on there. If that song, if that song blew up, because we seen a lot of people that um, switch up a song and put somebody else on there. If that song started blowing up, I would take Uzi off and put take uh, take off on there. <laughs> so I I don't know. It just didn't make no sense to me, man. I felt like he, I felt like they fucked him over on that. Yeah, they kind of did, but I mean, he recovered fine, just fine. Yeah. So, I mean, he he definitely I'm, at I'm that sure point it was still st- early in his career. Yeah, I'm sure he still got the same com- conversation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess he still got paid, but yeah, he should have been on there. I agree, I agree, but yeah, like that that wouldn't have been fair to put that on there because also that's implying that the rest of that song was you know really good lyrically too, when it really wasn't. It was just. The yeah. Migos the song, so they sounded better on it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I had to dig because, like I said, I've been keeping tracks of some of the worst verses I've heard in my lifetime. Yeah. I keep notes, I keep tabs, <laughs> and when I heard this, my sister sent me this story, this Facebook post. I said, "Enough is enough." 
You got to let the chopper sing now. You yeah. got We got to. We got to lift up our brother Magoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I yeah. said, let us know what your worst verses is, Figgy. I want to hear yours too, man. If you have some, you can think of next week. We can talk about it yeah. as well. Yeah, I'll but, come up with some. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to dig deep because uh, the ones I was thinking on top is technically not a bad verse, but kind of worse to their standard. So another yeah. verse I thought about was probably one of my least favorite Jay-Z verses was the monster I knew you were going to say that. And I almost did that too. Yeah. But then it, it, I listened to the verse again yeah. and I said, okay, this is not fair. It's, it's not a, a bad verse. It was just we what it represented. J- we looking at Jay-Z standards. Exactly. So it's, it's not like if Offset had that verse or something like that, we'd be like, oh shit, he was killing it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, Nicki Minaj just wiped out everybody on that. So yeah, he probably had the worst verse on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I almost put Jay Z on the Juvenile High remix. Oh you yeah, know, I was close to putting that up there too. But then I listened again. And I'm like, okay, it was just bad because he fucked up a classic. Yeah, Juvenile had a perfect song. It didn't need Jay Z, but Jay Z's verse wasn't like terrible. Yeah. It just it didn't need a Jay Z verse. Yeah, shit. Explain but, that to the New Yorkers who thought Jay Z actually fucking uh, helped the high remix. No, of course. You know that Bama, like they made he, he cleaned up that Bama shit. We didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think with that said, unless there's something else you want to go over real quick, I don't see no breaking news either. So uh, uh, I think that's it, man. I enjoyed yeah. this podcast a lot. It's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, we got the bit podcast next week. <laughs> yeah, new Kendrick album coming. Yeah, I don't think he gonna pull a Kanye where it don't show up. I think this album is ready and submitted. <laughs> yeah. So it better be. Yeah. It better be. You better not pull no funky shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it should. It should be. Um, yeah, it should be a, a good podcast. Um, yeah. Oh, happy birthday to my chiropractor, man, <laughs> Doctor okay. Brad Pittman, man. We've been I've been telling people to go to him if you um if if you need a chiropractor. Happy birthday to him, man. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to the chiropractor, man. Make sure you hit him up. Uh, get your back cracked. Pause. And <laughs> hey man, you need that, especially when you get older, man. Definitely that chiropractor work. Mm-hmm. Um, now yeah, one one quick note, man. R.I.P. to Jewel. Just found that out today. The mm-hmm. Death Row singer. Oh um, yeah, from I the early that. Death Row way, uh, days. She was on pretty much a lot of the Chronic and Doggy Style, as well as she did the hook for The Love of Money. She did the hook for Thug Passion with Tupac. She mm-hmm. did a lot of work on a lot of. Uh, she, she also did a. Uh, for the love of money with bone thugs. Did yeah. I already say that? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. For the love my of bad, money. My bad, my yeah. bad. But yeah, she did a lot of uh, uh, work for uh, death throughout the time. Uh, her, she passed away this week. Damn, 53. So, yeah, very unfortunate, man. R.I.P. to a legend. Um, we got to protect, uh, what's her name? Uh, Latasha. Yeah. You got to be protected, man. We got to make sure nothing happens to and her they, when they you look Tasha they, around. They ain't make sure her damn microphone is on next time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, was, that was shitty, man. That was her one moment. They couldn't even turn the fucking microphone on. Yeah. But yeah, protect Latasha at all costs. We can't lose her, too. <laughs> but yeah, very, very sad, man. RP Jewel. 
one of the yeah. well, I think she's one of the unsung people in Death Row that really helped that movement, man. You know, everybody talked about Dre and and corrupt and Snoop Dogg and Tupac, but I mean, Jewel laced them with a lot of hooks, man. Yeah, made that shit sound good. So R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yep, yep. All right. Um, need the Anita, need the Anita, need the Anita. Yeah. I'm going to end this broadcast. Shout out to y'all listening. If it's not already cut off for the music we've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we y'all, don't. thanks for streaming. Yes. Check us out next week. Yep. Appreciate y'all coming through. Yep. But we're going to keep the podcast going, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to get our podcast goodbyes, too. With the <laughs> sweet sound of Anita Baker going on in the background. Like, look, like I said, this podcast this video is gonna get copyright struck to hell yeah. so if you don't see it on youtube that's the reason why but it was an important mission okay sometimes you gotta sacrifice all right they need to stop doing that man youtube i know we on youtube now but they need to stop doing that shit man we're not trying to steal money or anything we over here damn near promoting the damn music <laughs> so like look they need to let us do our thing and not take our video down man i just hate that hopefully shit. hopefully they won't take it down hopefully they'll just demonetize it which who gives a fuck they don't get money off the video anyway yeah but just don't take our video down please we're trying to prove a point here yeah. but i don't even blame youtube because youtube was getting sued by the music companies man they had to do this shit so i mean it's really the music company's fault but then again people were putting whole albums out on youtube in the yeah. old days before cop dog in the old days of youtube you could watch an entire movie yeah like i remember big that. popular movies on yeah. youtube for free yeah it would be like in 12 parts because it was like 10 minute long video max yep. yeah you can watch an entire you can watch boys in the hood yep. you can watch like baby boy yeah tv shows <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, it was it was a wild wild west in the early days so i understand why they had to but at the same yeah. time just don't take our like, shit down yeah just check the energy life obviously if we got a whole fucking album <laughs> on our page then yes <laughs> take our shit down but we out here trying to create content and all that, man. We yes, trying to educate and inform, man. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's going to be our copyright warning. You people put out in their videos, too. This is under fair use for informational content. You cannot do a copyright strike yeah. on it. So, I yes, do not own the rights. Yeah, I'm tired of people doing that, too. <laughs> oh, I do, I do not, not own, own the rights. <laughs> Like fucking Facebook. I'm not gonna like, get sued because like you Face- said I don't own yeah, this. Yeah, like Facebook gonna be. Oh, okay. You don't own it. Okay. <laughs> I won't mess with your shit then. <laughs> yep. That shit do not work, people. <laughs> Too funny, man. Too yeah. funny. Yeah. But yes. Um, yeah, so thank y'all for listening. Big podcast coming next week. Make sure you stay locked in for that. Kendrick all day, every day, breaking it down. Been five years. We ready for it. We gonna mm-hmm. get into it. On the next exciting edition of Dragon Ball Z, I mean Jimmy Juice Podcast. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Peace. Hey. 
Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. After my first two appointments, my neck and back felt amazing. My body feels rejuvenated, and I actually walked out the office faster than when I walked in. And you can have that same feeling. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specializes in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, and so much more. Make your appointment today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can check them out online at PCAWellness.com. That's PCAWellness.com. And tell them Figgy Figs sent you.